Hello and welcome to another sexy installment of the Pulitzer Prize-winning Winners Take Y'all, where tonight we come to you from the palatial new home of freewheeling power sports. In this episode, we welcome Triumph Motorcycles GM Rod Lapuznak, team principal Bobby Hewitt, and the GOAT himself, the sexiest man of them all, Ricky Carmichael. And this show would not be possible without our sexy advertisements. And we have 275 platinum level sponsors, and we're going to go through each one of them one by one. So listen, helmet skins, lever skins, pork skins, lamb skins, bear skin rugs, skintimate lotions, potato skins, blouses versus skins, the Washington Redskins, anything with the skin, we are in. And now on to the sexy Winners Take Y'all. So welcome to Winners Take Y'all. We've never done this on the road. We think we're recording. I know I'm recording here. <laughs> we'll just see what happens. We'll just play it by ear. So uh, John Watkins, Nick Blackman, and Rod Laplazniak. Lapuznak. 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 Good try. Don't good try. That up. I like it. No matter how many times, I'm gonna have to see it Lepuznak. in writing. Yeah, Kevin. Don't don't overanalyze. Don't. I'm the 85 school spelling bee champ. So realistically, I should be in charge of pronunciations. Well, first things first. This is our uh, first opportunity to uh, say hello from our new studio uh, temporarily for the night. This is uh, freewheeling Honda or freewheeling Power Sports. Now we got to throw in the other. New addition to Freewheeling, it's just now Triumph. They've had Triumph for a while, though. Yes, yeah. they've had a, a showroom full of Triumphs, but this is a new shop for Freewheeling, and it's a spectacular. And we've uh, our first guest, of course, the reason why we're even doing this is uh, we, we want to kind of talk about this new new dirt bike that you guys have, Rod. Welcome to the show. Um, Thank you from for Triumph. having me. And, uh, yeah, so I guess we'll, we won't get too technical with you on the, the aspects of uh, the bike there, and, and we'll kind of save that for for the guys that are actually going to ride. That's really loud out there, isn't it? We're getting a lot of feedback. Yeah, I think back those mics down just a hair. I don't know let's... how you do that. See, that's... Volume. <laughs> no, just come on down with the volume. All right, let's see. I, th I think that sounds better. I think you're right. Sounds like we're at, like, field day in an elementary school. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm calling Rod for kickball <laughs> and the sack race. You what right about the that? egg toss, man? <laughs> I sucked at the egg toss. You egg, ever do that? Egg no. toss was terrible. Rod, did you ever have a field day? I did. You did those? Back. Pull that mic. You got to get on that thing. I'm gonna... Trying to say I'm old? No, no. Uh -uh. Yeah, he didn't know if they had fields back then. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, had dirt, though, right? <laughs> old dirt. Rod is not old. I guarantee you we're all about the same age. Rod, talk into your mic. Let me test. say that. Go ahead. Too quiet? No, you Closer? just want to describe field day. You want to say, yeah, go. I dominated kickball in field, field day, 1983. I got third in the 40-yard dash. I do have that. Yeah, Second 84. Race. Was I wrong? No. I'm okay. Sure. <laughs> How old are you, Rod? 57. Okay. 57. All right. How old do you think Nick is right here? 112. <laughs> 111. Take a stab at it. <laughs> yeah, um, get on, Rod, you got to get in 45, this 45. 45. No. No? All right. I'm not hearing Rod. At all, you guys. No, are we're here, we're okay. here fine. Yeah. I'm good then. Okay. okay. I won't, I won't, I won't, yeah. yeah I won't. Quit telling him to eat yeah. microphones. I know. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just not hearing him in my headphones. <laughs> I'll keep yelling. I hear you guys though. Closer, closer. No, it's uh, we do have one ghost headset sometimes. It yeah. Yes. So Rod, tell everybody what you do, and I mean we know, but let's explain to everybody at home that's watching at Vermoto or wherever they're, they're watching this. Yeah. So I'm responsible for Triumph for uh, North America. 
So all of our uh, United States dealers and all of our Canadian dealers. So no, not just not a lot of responsibility. Not much no, to do. Not, Usually yeah. sleeping in. That's right. <laughs> get a late breakfast. 10, 12 hours a week maybe. Yes. Work, yeah. I get to pick RC up at the airport. That's really what I do. Yeah. <laughs> that was this week's. That's that right. was something oh. to do this week. That's yeah. all you had this whole week was, uh, oh, i got to leave now for RC. That's right. Dang it. So you're responsible for getting these motorcycles ultimately, which where we'll see these new Triumph motocross bikes, which is kind of our interest. When were we going to see those things at a dealership like this? So definitely next year. So um, we have a global announcement of all the details on November 28th. All right. Okay. So we got to sit and wait. It's coming so, soon. Sorry. Hey, we're a month out there. Well, just I, I can stay here. This is a nice place. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'd love to have you there. They're going to have to restock the vending machine, though, because I, I can't stay here that long without food. Yeah, there's no there's shower. There's nothing either. in there. You got a food truck outside, though. There so. we go. I will, I will use the food truck. So this is the first time we've ever even done video, so this is a little scary. So we've got some high-res 4K, super tight, zoomed-in shots of your nose hair. Hope you guys There's took care no of There's no telling how this looks. <laughs> I know, it looks true. awful. And there is, you know, it's hard because we're, um, we're used to being we're the perfect ugly. faces yeah, for radio. <laughs> faces for radio. We've talked know. about how sexy Nick is forever, and, and now. Everybody knows we're lying. Look at his legs, and now it's like they're going, that's him? It's that's whole, Nick yeah. Blackman? Yeah, oh. that's Nick Blackman. No, he's. You, you, I think you answered the call. You think yeah. he held up in, in, yeah, in front of the camera? It's a good hair day. I've got, you know, this shirt. I got a Schmedium Triumph shirt from them. It's, that's right. Seems to be working out pretty well. That's right. So let me let me lean on. Yeah, we're gonna ask some from, real questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rod, go ahead. Absolutely. As much as we're gonna talk about dumb stuff, there will be a few serious things. No problem. So Triumph um, is a very old company. It, I think it started in 1902. Yep. I just came back from England, mm -hmm. so this is at the front of my, um, you know, my brain right now. Yeah, yeah. So Triumph has been around for a long time. Current owner, I guess, since around 83 or so. Correct. He's doing all right with his finances, right? Yeah, he's doing good. Yeah, and, okay. he's, and he's comfortable, but... Checks are cashing. When the company's doing well, um, what in the world would possess Triumph to say, let's enter a totally new market, one that we've never entered before? Well, I think the key is, is that Triumph decided that they want to be a full-line motorcycle brand instead of a niche motorcycle brand. And historically, our... our company is built on classic motorcycles, mm -hmm. like our Bonneville lineup. Yep. And then, of course, after the 80s, they gradually went into what the more roadster side, and then, of course, adventure. So now, to really further expand, um, we're going to go into multiple other segments. And to be honest, off-road's not the only one. You'll see oh. over the next two or three years that our lineup further expands even even more. Well, that it, it's a, it doesn't sound like you're perceiving it as a risk, but in, in the history of... Uh, Let's just say American motocross, there's been one or two failed attempts to enter. Yeah. Now, Triumph comes in with a much more, um, uh, much bigger heritage than the other. I think they have a uh, steadier financial portfolio than perhaps <laughs> Cannondale, maybe. Yeah. Yes, that's kind of what I'm referring to. Sure. So I, I realize financially uh, you can afford to give it a shot. I, it's just interesting to me that there's a segment you haven't tried, you've reorganized how you how you foresee Triumph in the future as being a company that offers everything and you're willing to go for it. Yeah, I think the thing to understand is that the average Triumph customer in the US in North America actually is 47 years old. And you know, being a lifelong motorcyclist, we all have seen what's happened to Harley Davidson, right? With yeah. the, their customers aging out. So Triumph definitely wants to pay attention to that. And our goal is to, to drive down the average customer age for Triumph. 
and a big piece of that is off-road, right? Probably all of us Sorry. here learned how to ride, you know, and, and got involved in motorcycles at a young age. Yeah. You know, so, so that's a key piece. So now, for me personally, it's going to be amazing to go to a Supercross and see a kid in a Triumph t-shirt. Because right now it's a guy like me, luckily, if we're in the stands. You know, and, and I think that the whole thing with Supercross, the whole off-road piece, it's going to really just propel us and, and explode our brand from an awareness standpoint. Yeah, and a lot of times when you build that customer as a child, you know that's their, you know that's their favorite brand as they grow up. You know, I, I think that I think that's key. I think, you know, it's a really cool thing. So, knowing that, knowing that you're not just focused on the motocross market. I mean, that's that's our background. That's our interest. Is Mine motocross. too. Okay. Yeah. So, where do you see? this triumph effort where, where do you see yourself in five years i mean are you uh are we gunning for championships or are we still building in five years no i would say, i mean we're real realistic you know i work with ricky i was prior to triumph i spent 20 years at suzuki so i i was there you know the whole time with ricky so i mean i i we've built rch together you, yeah you know so i i totally understand what we're doing here um i think realistically in five years yeah we'll be competitive you know for a championship for yeah. sure but we totally, the company as a whole knows it's not um, easy. We're in a nuclear yeah. arms race, as you guys know, of, of being lifelong motorcyclists. So we, we absolutely want to be competitive. We're, we're getting into this to be competitive, which I think, and the unique thing is you guys talked about before with the other brands, we're not only building a production motorcycle, in my opinion, that's part of the failure of the other brands. We're building a complete factory race team here in the US and also for MXGP. We're building a, a, a brand new complete race facility like no one's ever built here. You know? so, so we're 100% committed. Um, our, you know, the, the legs to Triumph are to be distinctive, cool, authentic, and premium with everything we do. Yep. And we're absolutely following that process with the off-road piece. We don't want to be the biggest. We're not trying to compete with KTM or, or Honda you know, from a volume standpoint. We absolutely want to build the best, most premium product. We do understand, hey, we're, we're just happy to be a part of the seven other amazing brands and go out there and compete on Sunday yeah. or Saturday and, and really just um, give our you know customers and, and, a, and a Triumph fan something to be excited about. Tell me how long this has even been in the, in the works. Like, when so, do you remember the first conversations about this? So we kicked this off, um, I would say, almost five years ago was when it, you know, when the napkin came out right, on that. Right. You know, so it's, that's when we started our po we started talking about this podcast, and we finally did it this year. So we're we're on the same trajectory. Yeah, as you but guys. you're totally writing off all the years of preparation before that, where we did all the dumb stuff, getting ready to for be the, able to do the podcast, right? Because if we didn't do the dumb stuff, we would. Yeah, very similar <laughs> stories. Our graphs are yeah. virtually oh, identical. they're identical. <laughs> yes, but you know, when you talk about Triumph being different and building something, you could walk around this showroom. And, Compared to walking around another manufacturer showroom right now, yeah, it's different. I mean, there, it, it is, and there's, I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff. Like I'm not, like I said, we all grew up with motocross. Mm -hmm. I own a street bike, and and I. Uh, Sorry, I want your <laughs> mic to be really close to your lips. <laughs> Thanks, real close. I, I know you like it like that. Yeah. So, survived COVID. These mics went through the COVID. And <clears throat> not yours, but ours went through COVID. Yours is safer. Yeah, we, yours is perfectly clean. Yes. Well, well, we would have probably been talking about this a year earlier if it wasn't COVID. Yeah, that definitely right. impacted our program. But you walk around a showroom and look at everything Triumph's doing. I mean, like I walk around this, and I'm like every second, third bike. I'm like, man, that's a cool bike, dude. That's a cool bike. Yeah, that's not, a, you know. And to your point, I would like. Just to give you guys the detail that we go through as a company, that paint on the wall, that's only a Triumph color. This flooring, 
is a Triumph flooring. That ah. tile is Triumph tile. So all the furniture in here, these chairs? It's Triumph chairs that we designed, we built. So that's the attention to detail. You're building a brand on levels that we don't even think about. Yeah, we right? didn't. We did not get the memo on the clothing. That's for sure. Yeah. They, they're wearing shorts. We're just a wreck over here. Well, well that mean, looks good. You guys look good. He's in the center because of his legs. <laughs> they're super nice legs. You know, but John and I have already. Uh, we're on the list now for a Scrambler 400. There we had go. no intentions of. <laughs> Today, they just got on the list today. Yeah, two hours kidding. ago, we didn't know that we were getting two, on a list. Two hours ago, we didn't know Triumph made a Scrambler 400. That's right, they, they, and that's another piece. As now I talked about, list. yeah, as I talked about our age, so you know, one of the big Supercross will bring a, a lot of awareness to the brand. This, the, the two new 400s, the Speed 400 and the Scrambler 400X, they're the first time we've built a bike below. Yeah. 660. So, yeah, it's never been small bore. Yeah, so in, in that even from a roadside, it's going to give us the ability to have people learn on a Triumph. As we yeah. talked about with the dirt bikes, they're MSF approved, so now people, you know, yeah. guys and girls, 15, 16, 17 years old, can go learn on a Triumph, and we've never had that opportunity. So that's the Motorcycle Safety Foundation. and They're located right in Roswell, Georgia. There's one here. Yeah, yeah. certified coaches yep. nationwide. You can buy a Triumph and Triumph can advise you, hey, here's a guy who can help you learn, you know, so. Well, if they learn on a Triumph and they have a great experience, the chances of them coming to buy freewheeling one. as an example, right, Yeah. you know, so we start them at a, a much younger age. So you mentioned a second ago, um, you kind of just said it like it's a, you're going to have a full factory effort um, for your motocross team. Um, you'll have to can you kind of talk about, or maybe you don't know, but if you do know, the homologation rules to even enter this motorcycling competition? Because um, it used to be like a number of 400 machines had to be in the U.S. Yeah, it's, it's still 400. So in general, you got to build half of that by March 1st in a race calendar year, and then you have to build the other half by June 1st. Okay. So you know that's no problem. So that'll be no us. problem. No problem whatsoever. Is if Ricky actually help? making that? Yeah, we can come down and help. Yeah, we need help. Yeah, not a problem. We'll I have, we'll have him working. Work. Yeah, yeah, I'd make Ricky spin a wrench. No problem. You know, if, I've got my own T-handles. So, so there's, there's, you know, it's really like you can't afford not to use us. Yeah, Nick has T-handles. I've got T-handles, man. You, you know. I mean, how many times have you had someone come in for a job and they had their T-handles? Hanging mean, on their side like a... Like yeah. a fanny pack, like they're going to start like line. Like a pistol. Like, like, a, like a hammer. Ready. Yeah, yeah like, like, a, like a framer with a hammer. Belt, yeah. I like it. Yeah. Like T-handles so, and an air gauge. I'm... So there were some glimpses of the machine um, purposefully. Obviously, they were ridden at the L.A. Coliseum, uh, which is a, a cool event um, to sort of, it's where Supercross Very kind of iconic. started. Very iconic. Yes, yeah. I, that's what I mean, iconic. It's, a, it's where Supercross kind of started, mm -hmm. and maybe that was the last event at the L.A. Coliseum, but Triumph was able to show its machines. How cool uh, was that? There. That was amazing. Just, you, I mean, were you there? Yeah, just absolutely. Like, just, would you just feel like, oh, my God, we've been working so hard, yeah, and but, now this thing's out there, and people screaming their heads off for it? Well, I mean, it's two sides. There's a personal side because I've been a lifelong, you know, motocross yeah. guy my entire life, and then to be a part of this project from, you know, like I said, I spent a, a many years at Suzuki, but to be a part of this program as a whiteboard and then to kind of captivate it at the end at, at the and LA there, Coliseum. Since you're a lifelong guy. Yeah, was super oh cool. You know, it was just, it was amazing. You know, yeah. and just to hear the buzz, you know, of the riders, of, of people I've known in the industry for so long about the bike. It, it's just, and, and finally for it to come to fruition from, 
the first breakfast we had with RC, you know, back four and a half years ago, yeah. talking about him coming aboard as, as being, you know, one of the key pieces of our puzzle. So, so, so doing different and unique things is no different when you were at Suzuki, when we were transitioning from two strokes to four strokes, you lived that? Oh, yeah. The mm-hmm. 05, were you at that 05 uh, press intro for Suzuki where they brought all the past champions yep. there? Yep. Yeah, I emceed that. Oh, awesome. And it was a complete disaster. <laughs> The video we designed for you was supposed to play, and Mel Harris was called during the middle. I'm emceeing, and this video, I said, let's go ahead and take a look. There's every bit of, everybody from press is there, and that video would not play. And Mel Harris came down and just about grabbed that <laughs> microphone out of my hand, and I was looking at my guys that we did, the, and it was a complete train wreck. Anyway, I just wanted to finally, somebody that was there that saw that disaster. Do you remember that? Maybe I, I don't, and that's a good, good thing. That's a, good that's thing. a really good thing. It was awful. It was so Kevin t- still loses sleep about it. Oh, man, it was, it was bad news. You can see in his face that he doesn't still feel good about it. No. It's not at peace. Well, Mel might have been ripping me, was, too, at that time. You guys so. probably got it. That's yeah. right. It was that K1 or something, the go-kart place. Yeah, exactly. Yes. K1 speed. We, we, we have trouble letting go of things. Kevin holds on to that pretty hard. That was 18 and years ago. We saw a little bit of John's disdain for when he he's buying those three Cannon, Cannondale bikes and going racing. Yeah, like these are the next big thing. I need to really <laughs> buy a bunch of these. Yes, the motor placement. I love everything about this thing. I'll have Parts a race bike. I'll have a practice bike and a mud bike. So he signed up. He get on the list for a Triumph, and he's a little gun shy about trying new things. <laughs> I, I don't. Pro- I promise you, you got nothing to worry about. We're here to stay. <laughs> do you I also me- promise you, I'm not gun shy about trying. <laughs> no, no. Do you remember that whole Cannondale deal where you were in? Yeah, the, in absolutely. The- I was actually in charge at that time. I was in charge of ATV motocross at yeah. at Suzuki. Yeah. So of course they did. A, you know, they brought that out, and it was a fairly popular model. So sure. Yeah, I, I absolutely do. But you know, I mean, they went about it completely different than than we are. Well, so. now we were talking computers and everything has evolved so much where you could design a bike yeah you can do a lot of things before you even and everything before and back then they were just like okay i think this will work yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) let's do that i've got a welder but yeah and a hacksaw (laughs) but but we're gonna get ricky on a little bit and we'll get bobby hewitt and those two names are the first two things that i'm like well you're not doing it half-assed like you've got some dudes in your in and i'm watching the video behind us and i'm seeing all the talent behind you that have been involved in the making of this motorcycle so you're confident the thing's gonna work Oh, I'm 100% confident. I mean, we have, you know, world-class designers and engineers that are on this, you know, project. But then we've also went out, you know, from the start with RC and Dave Arnold and Bobby and, you know, Tedesco and DeSalle in Europe. I mean, we've hired some very, very high-quality people. You know, when these other brands have went out there, they didn't have that, right? We, sure. we, we know what we're doing. We've went, you know, we have the greatest of all time, you know, leading that and with his, his feedback and constantly giving us you know, great information. So I, I feel very confident. The great thing is, as you guys talked about, our, our ownership is, is private. We're not a corporation. You can so, get stuff done quickly. So we're not driven by that. We have amazing leadership, you know, so things happen and, and they're going to 100% make sure they, you know, they do it right. Hey, one thing I we forgot to mention was um, that there's demo rides all day tomorrow, uh, nine to three for Triumph. And uh, there's stunt shows that 11, 1, and 3, Nick and Ernie stunt shows here at Freewheel and Honda. So if you're out tomorrow, stop by, go take a ride on one of those uh, killer-looking Triumphs out front. It, it's, uh, it, it's exciting to see them all lined up. Do not up steal it. Don't, 
Don't steal it, though, right? No, you, no you're not. That's not cool. We're not doing that. No. And hey, uh, so wait, let me ask you guys a question. So do you guys like the way the new motocross bike looks from what you've seen? I, I mean, I, I loved your foot peg when y'all debuted that foot peg video, and then the Fork 2 came out about a month later. I, was, I know y'all got a little heat, but I'm just giving you a hard time. But yeah, once you finally got to see it, yeah, of course. But the great thing is you did watch every one of the videos. 100%. It okay. looks like you it drug goes fast. So, yes. it, so it worked. It worked. So yeah. it worked. Yeah. yeah, we had a foot peg to look at for a minute. Dude, that foot peg <laughs> is sick, but man, it's quality. No, I know what you're trying to do, just kind of, just create news like the it's NFL has something going on. It looks good though. I mean, I, it, it, you know. It looks fast. It yeah. looks like it would go fast. Oh, good. It looks I'm, good on a stand. That's good. So I saw some AI versions. I, I was playing around with this AI software. I'm like, design me a motorcycle, blah, blah, blah. And it literally spit out a bike. I'm like, there's That's a, a triumph. Yeah. yeah, nice. <laughs> so it, it, it Now listen, exactly. you know they have like patents and all these things. So don't get all 3D printer going over there oh, my and, and give it a right. shot. I love how we just went in from doing the show to talking about what's going on here. And uh, we could have went, hey, we got an 87 Astro van. We need to get that thing moved yeah. here. So. Yeah. If you could, you left your lights on. Yeah, right. You need to cut those lights off. So we're hanging out with Rod from uh, Triumph, kind of giving us the behind the scenes of, you know, putting this whole thing together. You're on the, you got a really big picture to look at. Like as we work our way into uh bringing Bobby on, the picture gets smaller than Ricky, it even gets smaller. So, man, I can't imagine all the, the balls you have in the air, like just keeping this thing moving. Yeah, it's fun, you know. I mean, I, like I said, I'm a lifelong motorcyclist, and I'm fortunate to be in, this, in the position I am with, a, with an amazing company. And, I mean, we have, you know, the, the, the great thing about the motocross bike and, and everything we're going to do, it's going to bring more business to, for, for great dealers like Freewheeling. I mean, they're, they're one of our top 10 best dealers in the nation. Oh, wow. So it's exciting to see them, you know, build this amazing facility and, and, and all the things that will surround it. So, you know, the, the project is just one of many. But the, the great thing is, is it's, it brings a massive amount of awareness and excitement. And I think, you know, truly it's great for the industry, right? We haven't had a new brand truly enter. So, the, you know, the more the better. Yeah. yeah, I'm the same, I'm same opinion. Beta, come on in, man. Jump on in. Yeah, absolutely. Ducati, I love it. Whoever. Yeah, hey, one, I'll go back to kind of business strategy for a second. Yeah. Um, it says that when the Bloor family bought Triumph, that it took them from 83 until 2000 to truly get their investment paid back. I don't know if that's true, yeah, but that's what's out on the old interwebs there. It could be. I, you know, I don't know. They, you know, they started small. Yeah. You know, we weren't in that many countries. Now, you know, now we're all we're yes. global. We're all over the world. Um, we have manufacturing both in the UK and in Thailand. We're actually a new facility is underway right now, being built. Yeah. So, I don't. I couldn't honestly answer. Well, that part's not really my question. My question is: so, um, that was a heck of an investment to 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 get Triumph rolling on the the pathway that it's on now and to not get paid back for uh, 17 years. And so this motocross project is, is a very expensive. You know that. Yep. Is there any forecast in your brain that would say, hey, man, we, we think we'll see our money uh, back to zero, you know, paid back for this investment? 10 years, 20 years. I mean, do you have any kind of forecast like that that you know about? Or is it, is it, it's got to be a pretty big passion project. Or to, is it, to go yes, or is it just a passion project and no, we're not sweating? No, it, it's, you know, it's both. I mean, I, I think when they, when the, the company, the family made the decision to become a full-line motorcycle brand, you know, we're not interested in ATVs, watercraft, side-by-side or anything like that. They're going to remain 100% a motorcycle brand. That's the, the key to the company. And they're, like I said, they're privately held, so it's they're 100% committed to it. So it's not... You know, it, it's as much business as it is the passion to expand yeah. the product line. So, no, they're 
they're 100% committed. There's no failure's not even. I, yeah. I, I, you know. Yeah, and I wasn't really leaning towards failure. It was more like. Uh, hey, John, can you help him with that hat? Uh, yeah. He's looking that, at that. That comes in yeah, large through extra large. <laughs> so, being a motocross guy your whole life and growing up. Have you just been dying to ride the bike? Have you you've ridden it? Right? Yeah, yeah, I've, 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 you okay. know. Okay, I, I was just sure, I, was, I didn't know if you'd ridden it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I've ridden, you know, the multiple different models. I mean, and that's the great thing, the whole development, starting at a, at a whiteboard, you know, from literally the first meeting of, you know, watching RC, you know, put things on the board of what yeah. was important. You know, it's, it's just been an amazing experience. It'll be a cool story later on, you know, once the bike is truly out and then we can kind of go backwards again. It'll be a really cool piece of, of uh, the history of it. How like the closer it gets, I want to ride one. Yeah. Like I'm just dying to ride one. Tell me how the security clearance works here. Like how have you guys kept that in-house without, I think one video got leaked. Because we haven't been able to get in, not once. As soon as we get in there, it's going by. I mean, <laughs> well, you, you know, our offices are only like, you know. I know you're, you're uh, far. Listen, yeah, we, right we bought a van, three white jumpsuits. Pantyhose and, and some face. Uh, yeah, and some ladders. So and we're a just loud gonna come, stereo We're going to come walking in with come a ladder like we know what we're doing. A clipboard and a whistle. We're running. Nick swears that you can break into any place if, with a ladder. If, if you guys want, you can stop by the office and I'll show you the bike. But you, you can't have no cameras. So That's you're exciting. Welcome. That's you're, happening. You're welcome to come in and, awesome. you know, I'll, I'll give you a private tour. Well, you can so, ride with so us. So we'll Monday drive. morning. Absolutely. Come <laughs> we'll, on down. We'll kidnap you, essentially, is what's no, happening you, here. Yeah, 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 We're yeah. going to pull up in the old school black van like in the movie. You old see the A-team yeah. van pull up? It's you better it. get nervous. Well, Rod, man, thanks for hopping on. Well, thanks for coming all the way. You got one more I question? I got one more question. Yeah, so keep them coming. You've been riding forever. What, what was your first motorcycle? Uh, a, a, a JT1 Yamaha. Okay, so it was not a KD80. No, that was that was a little, you know, I was on YZ80s. That was a little advanced. Oh, so you chose something that was a good motorcycle. That's yeah, cool. That was manly. Well, I didn't have a choice. My, my grandparents owned a Yamaha dealership. Oh, That's yes. How, so your grandparents loved you. That's yeah, yeah, we're not, we're not trying my to dad, my dad owned a Kawasaki dealership. He he got me a KD80. Oh yeah, that's. Have you ever that's seen a one of those, Rod? Oh yeah, absolutely. I remember. It's, it's got a seat like this long and a. <laughs> so what year? Like eighty three. Eighty three with see? metal gas tank. Like the seat, you could slide all the way. The seat goes past the back fender. The seat goes all the way over the front fender too. Like yes. You could slide over the gas tank onto they the were, fender. They were bound to determine Kevin was never going to meet a girl. That, and they, so they that, yeah. sure of that. That shows you truly how old I am because if I can pull that out. You right? knew you about did, a KD eighty. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah, it's basically, big... if a kid draws a motorcycle, it's just a square with some wheels. That's what a kid Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That's yeah, I one. had some friends with them, so, you know. Oh, they did have that big, they like, failed too. a couple of years had the big, the chrome fender went all the way around the front tire Awful. almost. Yes. All the way around it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, all the way around it. Was it was just a contact patch that didn't have fender. That was a terrible, yes. terrible <laughs> that was your motorcycle. Trend. Well, Rod, thank you again. We'll let you get back to hobnobbing and hanging out here with the boys yeah. from Free Will and Wheat. Man, we really appreciate you guys. This is awesome. Nah, well, no problem. Thank you guys very much. See you Monday morning. Yeah. Good right, luck. Come on yeah. down, seriously. We'll bring donuts. <laughs> I'm not joking. I'm coming. <laughs> don't think we're We're not, not joking either, I'll be Rod. clocking in, The one son. issue we have is that we we'll don't sweet. know how to joke about what we're going to do next. Because we don't right, joke. No, we're coming. Because we, we, we don't We can do joke. another podcast from Triumph. Come on. It's it's all right. Sounds good. Thanks, Rod. We're going to bring Bobby Hewitt in. Just jump in hot. Hot mic in it, Bobby. If you're ready, if you want to tag in, he's Bobby. Gonna... You can ride that bike in, dude. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I'd love to in. see him lock it up. Nosewood, that puppy in there. Drag a couple of cords loose. And... We all remember Bobby Hewitt. He used to, uh, a I used to see him way back in the day. Just him and his kid Hunter, Hunter Hewitt. Hewitt racing. Yep. And then he goes, you know what? I'm gonna buy an 18 wheeler and I'm gonna have a team and I'm gonna just let Extreme Kawasaki and here we go. He was a partner with Kawasaki Team Green for a long time. Then Hunter hung up the boots per se and then he jumped on board with Rockstar Suzuki, Rockstar Husqvarna and 
the uh, yeah. the no compete clause is over after the five years of whatever. And now he's back. I made that part up. I yeah, totally made that up. But Kevin's real versed in contract law, so yes. anybody has any questions, you come see us. <laughs> well, welcome yeah. and uh, do impressive dealership and the things you've already told us about the facility down at Matt Walker's old place. It's looking good, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we appreciate it. Bobby. All right, thanks for being on. Thanks, I'm still trying that. to get used to the headphones and things. Well, they're a pain they, in the tail. Can, you can hear us though, right? Oh yeah. You're yeah. good. You're good. You know that I've been doing this over 20 years. This is the first podcast or anything I've ever done. You've been Are on you ours. Serious? No, he's been no. on DMXS back in the day. Back in the day, but that was a phone call. Yes, this is an in-house. Yeah, like this in-house. is. A... Don't worry, nobody listens to us. I promise you, everybody's having having fun. So it, maybe they'll watch on Bird Moto or whatever. But yeah. so don't get. Well, don't I was get standing it. in the back, and when you had Rod up, and I was like, I couldn't hear anything, so I had Good. to come up here. I was like, oh, I, I need. Well, to he was right beside the speaker okay. too, so it was aimed the other way. So it's okay. We're going to want to ask you the exact same questions. It'll kind of be like yeah. the newlywed game. Yeah, so where's the weirdest place you've family ever family made whoopee? <laughs> How well family do you know feud. Rod? Yeah. Survey says. <laughs> What's no. that one? Where's the weirdest place you've ever made whoopee? Made whoopee. That's yeah. the question. That's the number one question. Yeah, you know the answer. Yeah. <laughs> I won't say. I don't that. know if I'm going to answer it because my wife might be listening. Yeah, we're don't not worry. doing that. No, we're not doing that question. But, well... Finally, the, the cat's somewhat out of the bag with, with yep. regard to the bike, the team, kind of what's happening here. We're all, it's kind of coming into focus. Yeah, it's been a long road. I mean, a lot of people don't know. I, uh, Ricky and JH actually reached out to me in May of 21. Mm-hmm. Um, it was my first initial contact on. And at that time, they were like, you know, are you still in, you know, interested in racing, you know, getting back into racing? And as I told them, I said, right place, right time, you know, right situation. I'm very much interested, but um, I had plenty of opportunities to get back into it, but it wasn't wasn't the right place or the right time. This is pretty premier premium. This is a top shelf. I yeah. mean, this is not a drop off from where yeah, you were, in yeah, my opinion, no, from Rockstar. No, you and that you was jumped the, right back in with both feet, for sure. Yeah. Well, it was one of those that... The other opportunities that I had, you know, with everything that was being presented, it, as I told Triumph, I said, if you're just interested in getting back in the game, just being another team in the pits, then, you know, finishing seventh through fifteenth, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not interested. Yeah. But, you know, I've been very blessed, had a great crew, and you know, we won plenty of championships, and so I somewhat you know checked all the boxes got all the trophies so if i came back i wanted to be at that same level i wanted i wanted to be in with a partner with a manufacturer that wanted to develop not just another program but the program and compete for championships and race rounds and and triumph checked all those boxes for me well dude he was talking earlier about the facility so they went in and purchased matt walker's training facility and the things you're saying, like as soon as you pull in, it's it's a you want it to look like a state park. So you're trying to yep. make a statement, make that place look premier, like from the first moments on the grounds. Yeah, it's a, it's been a lot of work. We've had it about a year now. Um, Matt had it set up very well for a training facility. The yep. way they had it had tons of tracks, you know, different situations set up. Leveled a lot of the tracks. It's basically 165 acres, and I've divided it up into three segments. And the, the first segment is, you know, I want it to look like a state park. When you come in the, the entryway, you know, it, 
it says it sets a precedent yeah, of it's your of first the impression whole, let's make facility. a good one yeah so, um, that's where our new race shop and our welcome center and everything will be set up so we have obviously I'm trying to do everything as quickly as I can but we're we had a three-year plan five-year plan seven-year plan and you know most importantly was getting the foundation and everything that we needed right away and we've done a really good job and it's come along nicely so i mean i don't even know where to start in terms of like john you may have a question but like i'm just yeah. like so fascinated with the starting from dead scratch like the motorcycle how do you sell i don't know maybe they just if I'm, let's say, if I'm Joey Sabachi and somebody comes to me and like, hey, we got a brand new team, brand new bike, we've never made it, like, I and guess, you've never ridden it, nobody's right. ever ridden yeah, it. But I'd like to sign you to ride it, but you've never ridden yeah. it. You never seen. We've got it. some good guys involved, so you kind of have to play on that. Like, yeah, who's the guys involved? You know, the thing, the hardest thing is, is that in this industry, you know, basically the race season starts October 1st and mm -hmm. runs through September 30th. You know, by the time you get to A2 in the Supercross, you know, riders and agents are like, okay. Let's start talking about contract extension or looking at other teams and things like that. And as there's only two people initially, you know, that are familiar with our sport and our industry, and that was Rod and I. And I'm trying to tell them, look, you know, our biggest challenge is perception. Perception's 80% of the battle. And, you know, when I'm inviting riders and having them come and look at the facility and going over all those things, you know, I'm trying to sell the dream, you know, and then they turn around, they go to Mitch Payton's place, and he's got this nice. You can look at shop. it, you can touch you know, it. He's you got can... this huge pipe shop there. Yep. They go to KTM, there's a brand new $52 million facility, and I'm like, yeah, that 75 year old barn over there, that's not going to be It'll there. It'll be there. We're just you, you just know, imagine we're, this. We're, we're <laughs> going to take that. Here's our concept drawing in watercolor. Here's the concept. Here's so. our Lego city model. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we so, painted the grass green. <laughs> You know, but I am fortunate, you know, like I have Scuba, Stephen Westfall is my yep. crew chief. He's been with me for 16 years. Um, when I called him and said, you know, I got a place for you, he said, and it's not an option. You know, you're ah. coming. You're coming, <laughs> you know. It, well, I, and Bobby, you kind of present it like you had to sell the dream, but your legacy in the sport is secure. There's no, um, there. there's, you carry some weight with you. So if someone, if you call someone and say, hey, man, here's what we're going to do, I want you to be part of it. I mean, it's, I think it's coming from a really nice place. Yeah. I, I don't view myself that way. Of course you know, not. I'm, I'm not a Ricky Carmichael. I'm not a five-time world champion. I'm not, you know, I've always felt like I'm kind of outside the box looking in. I do have a different. That's kind of good. Yeah. Especially I, for a new brand. And I know that my management style and everything is completely different on many levels than, than other manufacturers. But, you know, when I called Dave Arnold, Dave Arnold was retired, but Tomac was trying to get him, you know, full-time with him and, yep. his, and help him develop the chassis with the Yamaha. And I, I told Dave, I go, you call John and tell him you've already got a job because you're coming to work he for me. He told Dave That's Arnold. Nice. Yeah. To tell John Tomac, <laughs> you're done. Sorry about your <laughs> offer. The offer is off the table. <laughs> Which he did. And then, you so know, cool. you know, he's a motorcycle hall of fame. He's I a mean, legend. He's a le I could talk to Dave Arnold for months. Oh. He's a, he is unbelievable with that stuff he knows. You know, and so 
Having Scuba as my crew chief again, like I said, we worked together for 16 years. We worked very well together. Mm -hmm. um, having Dave Arnold, I'd worked with him before and having him come on and then was still trying to see who I wanted to get for the powertrain. And I had heard that Dudley Craven had retired and left KTM. And a lot of people don't know, it's, you know, the mechanics and everything are always in the background. There's I always tell everybody, look, it's the staff that's doing all the hard work. Unfortunately, I got to be the guy that's the face of it and the yep. front of it, but the credit really goes to the guys in For the sure. back. And, and That's what good leaders say. And, that's and, the truth. And Dudley, you know, he's, when it comes to the powertrain, he is Dave Arnold's equal on, on the chassis side of it. So when I found out that he had left, his previous position, I think he was retired for about 24 hours. And I <laughs> wow. So you just put Timing. together this MVP team. We asked Rod, I'm like, who, like when you look around and you talk about all the guys that are involved, like that's probably, to me, if I'm a guy that's looking to jump on a team and I see you got Dave Arnold, you got you, you got Ricky involved, you got Triumph, you've got this whatever it takes mentality to get it done. I, that's kind of attractive too, to do it on a new bike, maybe kind of create a yeah. legacy. I mean, it's like when Ricky and J.H. first re reached out to me, you know, they made it very clear. First, they wouldn't tell me who it was because I had signed the NDA. Um, second was, they said... Were you concerned it was Canada? Or you're like, I don't no, know. No, I, I'm know, not fronting, man. I, 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 still, do it. I still have plenty of contacts. So, I, you know, I'm running through all the different scenarios in my head of, okay, well, I know this is going on over at this manufacturer. Oh. I know, you know, I thought it was one of the existing ones. And... Uh, and they're like, you know, we have six that we're interviewing and doing our due diligence and going through. And I tell everybody jokingly, somewhat jokingly, but it's the truth. When you're not looking for a job, you can be really open and honest on, you know, yeah. if I'm going to lay it out. Freedom right there. Hey, you know. Now's the time. It, now's the time. And I didn't sugarcoat it any at all, you know. And, and so in my mind, I'm like, as I found out who a couple of the others were, I'm like, well, shit, they're not going to. Yeah, I'm not the guy. They're, that guy's got a much bigger name than I do, and all that. And then <laughs> that's wild. Know, then it went down to four, and then it's, it's like, okay, we're down to two. And I'm like, I'm still surprised that I'm still one of the two. And then they they called me about a I don't know six eight weeks before a one uh, going into 22, and said, you're our guy. And they didn't make you like they didn't, they didn't tell time you. you on an obstacle course or no yeah no we got a couple guys no, we're looking at every time uh, they called him he's like I don't care about your stupid job leave me alone <laughs> they're like I want they're this like, job man I like that attitude and it increased <laughs> yeah. their it increased yes. them wanting you it, it was funny no means yes yes you know, at that time Jeremy Appleton was the uh, he was the global director of racing that they put in that and he had flown to Texas over from the UK and. You know, we spent 10 hours in my office talking, and I mean, it. when he left, I I told my one of my sales reps, I go, that guy's never going to come back here. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yeah. But right. I can now finally tell you, after since it's all, the dust has settled, it was you and Nick Blackman. Oh, was That was the yeah, same yeah, guy. I was the other guy. <laughs> that was the, yeah, you just didn't know. You know, you the deciding factor came down to the, they looked at everything you had and everything you'd done. And then they looked and realized I didn't know anything and hadn't done anything. <laughs> and and once they realized that, then they're like, man, why are we looking at Nick Blackman? Bobby Hewitt's sitting right here. He yeah. wants to do it. Yeah, I know Let's it was go. tough for them, and they let me do that. They gave me a little severance 
anyway. Even uh, though you didn't work for them. I got a T-shirt. Well, you had expenses. Yeah. You traveled out there. Yeah, T-shirt. So took me around and I got to ride on the back that, with somebody. Now that I know that, they should have chosen you. I mean, <laughs> right. look at him. He's flexing. Yeah. He's doing his biceps the oh, whole time. Right now, can't stop it. Look at him. He doesn't even know. Like, stop it, Just dude. be flexing and in his sleep. he's at least 20 years younger than I am. So. <laughs> I, I bet he's not. Yeah. You'd be surprised. I bet he's but, the same age. But no, I, you know, part of it was, you know, some of the other teams and st- uh, people that they were talking to had some some of them had full infrastructure and some of them, you know, had bits and pieces and, you know, all I had been completely out of it. So I had sold everything, you know, I've been gone for at that time over a year. And by the time it fully came around, it was almost two years. So, you know, I'm like, I have nothing. All, all I have is me. Yeah, yeah I, but I can put it together, but from their standpoint, like from their standpoint, if, with me just thinking about it, I don't know who, uh, other than me, I don't know who the other four guys were, <laughs> but you have started from scratch. Yeah. So they were kind of starting from scratch, so yeah. you, they, you need a guy that started from scratch, and you've done mm-hmm. that. You know, and that, I was thinking, I was going to ask Ricky that, and kind of, you can expound on this. Ricky has been a part of bike changes, like he's moved from manufacturer to manufacturer, he knows how to, how to work with the team. He knows Brand how to bike. adjust yeah. a motorcycle right. to right. grab seconds on the track. He's been, right. he's Pops been wheelies. To, he's, he's, made, wheelie. he's made big changes when he went to Suzuki when everybody was like, what? Back then, Suzuki was not oh, yeah. a premier brand. Well, he left Honda. And he went there with Roger and they did that. To go to Suzuki. Right, which is unheard of. Unheard he's, of. he's done his own team. He's won a championship. So he's, he's got a wealth of experience to offer, too, just from that aspect. Yeah. I love Ricky. I, you can talk junk. He's literally it, 10 feet oh, from us. He'll, he'll be the first one to tell you. I, I go, you're the goat to everybody else, but to me, you're just redheaded Ricky. Yeah, <laughs> good. It's kind of brown to. these yeah. days, though. Yeah. I mean, but he's, happen. you know, he's he's slim and trim these days. Yeah, he's, he's good. He's, he's, he's fighting weight. Sure. Fighting weight. He's looking yep. fit for sure. But I, I smell comeback. But no, no, he was, doesn't. He does not. <laughs> it, it's been a great journey. I mean, it, it, I'm not going to sugarcoat it and say we haven't had challenges and that we won't have additional challenges, but you know. Look, I smell comeback. We're we're here to we're here purely to start unfounded false rumors. Unfounded rumors. That's what we're here. It's one of those things. I love being in the underdog world. You know. Heck yeah. Wait, we're not. No one's going to expect us to win. No, you know it. That's a nice role to be in. I mean, it's just. Yeah, the pressure's kind of off. You can move, right? Well, the good thing is, Triumph's really given me the freedom and. I think it's really important, you know, I'm not the most technical guy. I can tear down a bike, I can put it back together. Can I do it as well as my mechanics? Absolutely not. Do I know the chassis as well as Dave Arnold does? Absolutely not. I understand it, same way with the motor with Dudley. And I really think that your role as a, whether you're a team owner or a team manager, is to manage people and to put together a foundation of a group of people that together we're, yes. we're the best of the you best. You want people yeah. smarter than you at Absolutely. certain things. You can't do it all. Yeah. You hey, need those people. Hey, the, well, analogy, the analogy I always tell everybody is like, look, I can do a budget, I can I read a P&L, I can do all the accounting that it is, but I'm not a certified CPA. Right. But although I understand it, my accountant is probably the best accountant that I, that I feel like I can yeah. And it's the same concept is, is that, you know, I understand the chassis and how it works, can work on it, same way with the motor, but that's not my specialty. Sure. My specialty is 
putting together people, working closely with the riders. You know, this sport is just as much mental as it is mechanical. And, That's true. Well, and we, we can go right into Jason Anderson because you yeah. <laughs> mentally, no, I love your style. When you talk about management, you, you just said, dude, you need to go home for a little need while. Need you to head home for a bit. And, and, and it worked. Get your stuff in order and come back and right. give us what you got. Well, it, it's a cool story. You know, I've had great team managers in the past. And, you know, I had Bill Keefe, you know, Ed Torrance, who started out with me. And then, you know, Bill Keefe and Dave Gowan and all those guys. And everybody has a different management style. And with writers and things, it's just as much mental. And sometimes you got to be best friends. Sometimes you got to be parents. Sometimes you... Or the Psychologist, therapist. yes. I, I tell everybody, I probably know more about the writers and their wives and their girlfriends do, but I've always told them, I go, look, you don't have to be perfect all the time, but you do have to be perfect when it's time. And That's right. When, that when it's that time down. to play, you know, I want you to go burn the candle at both ends. I don't necessarily want to know about it, but I want you to go be a 20-year-old or 21-year-old and if you get in trouble and you find yourself in a spot, I hope I'm the first guy that you call. I'm not going to judge you for it. I've been there. I probably did it ten times worse than, than you did. And you didn't, but, like, start a podcast to tell about all the dumb stuff you did? You should have. <laughs> no, really, yeah, the, you should have done I that. I did, uh, you know. You're we heard, we hear, I tell everybody. We Mike, hear that's the thing to do. Yeah, yeah we're, they, we know. hear they're talking about that. But, well, let me, let me sort of – it's not much of a switch, but let's go back to the facility – is this the type of thing where we're we're paying an engineer to draw it and we're hiring grading contractors to grade it or is this more of hey uh it's already a track we're not really no we, like, like building it, permits and things like that because i mean you kind of come so, from that world yeah i mean construction background build houses yeah. and remodeling so maybe that's why i got it i don't know <laughs> they know, need the it position, built once this thing's built we'll out, let him go yeah, well but, we're going to be down there we were talking to Ron. We'll be down there pretty early to start. We got to put some bikes together, bring our tools. He's gonna make so, us cut grass too. Yeah. By yeah, the way, yeah, John knows a lot about landscaping, so if we need to, a yeah. day in the life, we I can handle. I can bring, bring bush hogs, mowers, yeah, we, whatever. We well, the big joke and... with all my staff is, don't get on the grass. Don't get. Oh my God, no, not touch the grass. Bobby very important. He's the old shit. man. Get off my lawn. <laughs> Stay off Bobby my grass, sit, please. Whippers, snappers, daggone it. No, we we've. We've done a lot with the facility. Like I said, Matt had it set up really nice for the way that he was. I mean, there's 50 RV spots and 40 of them were full when it when I took it over. So yeah, obviously, you got 24 hours. You kicked the shit out of them guys. No, we, I'm we gonna auction everything off that. if you're not out of here. I'm kidding. There there was a couple Just that walked around cutting their power cords. <laughs> no, at the end there was a couple that it. I was like, if it's still here next week, you'll find it down the road. It's got to go. Yes, it's, it's got to come go. off the property. But I was really Jazz more referring Campbell. to. Uh, I was really more referring to. I'm sure you got a building inspector for the building. Yeah. But site work and all that's up to your just discretion. It's not really county. It, there's nothing over there that's county. No, no, I mean you still have to go through the same building processes, you know. So you throw down your silt fence around yeah. you, clearing for your building. Well, it's like, you know, I've tried to save any place that we can. Like, when we were demoing things, I mean, me and the team, are, we're in there, and we're tearing yeah. down walls and doing all that. When we built the pad for the building, you know, we built the pad. Yeah. Um, you know, anything that we can do and, and I'm familiar with, with the construction yeah. background, I do, the... The whole design of it, I mean, again, feathered. 
in Triumph's Gap. I mean, they let me design the whole race off. See, that's super lay cool. Lay out the facility right. and. Uh, so you had like a dream wish list of what you wish you could have had as a I, shop, and you I did. I sold. I, I not that all of it signed off on, but I mean, in my, in my world, in my dream, was just like with the team. You know, this is Triumph's North American facility. I didn't want it to be just another facility. I wanted it to be the facility. The, and with 165 acres, the ultimate goal and the ultimate plan is is that where this really nice pavilion is going to be built, uh, sometime you can park any Triumph motorcycle that they have, whether it's off-road, cross-country, electric, you know, MX, any of it. And they can test ride it there, right there on the facility. Oh, with, that's cool. With the road course and everything else, and well, then with their that's dealers. Incredible. I, that. I did not know that. It yeah. makes me think of like, you know, I don't know if any you got. Have you been to the Porsche facility down on the? No. It's near the airport. airport. When you yeah, fly out, you can see it. Yeah, you can see it. And man, it's, it's got Porsche. a road course, an off-road course, yeah. and there's just a, a fleet museum of Porsche vehicles with yeah, every viewing deck. Something to look at if you want. It's unbelievable. That makes it sounds to me like what you guys are. But doing it, something it's just ex- like when you go there to pick up a car it's an experience they call it the Porsche experience yeah, yeah it's insane well part of it was you know Triumph holds multiple dealer events throughout the year and they spend you know fifty to eighty thousand dollars for these events to have have a location uh, have a location and everything when they leave all they have is an invoice and with us having the ability it was it's almost a destination point to where the because uh-huh. if you really, and I think that one thing that I do understand and, and welcome and, and like to be involved in is that racing is part of marketing. You know, mm-hmm. what, what wins on Saturday sells on Monday type thing. And, and sales and dealers, it's, it's part of my role and responsibility. And I preach this to the staff is it's part of our job to increase the brand awareness of Triumph. Mm-hmm. Anything we can do to help them increase sales, whether it's selling another bobber or a scrambler or yeah. you know, the new off-road bike, you know that's part of our role and responsibility. Because the better the bike sales are, the be- the more funding, more I more marketing get, budget yeah, we might have, we, right? We get to be able to do those things. So you're like the Corvette of the Chevrolet fleet, like the sexy toy that yeah. sells a lot of yeah. trucks and a lot of other things. So it's. Yeah, it really is. And and we talked with Rod, too. It's a way to get these kids on a Triumph-branded product Early. riding this motocross yeah. bike. And then they might transition as they get older and they hang up the boots. They might switch to street boots and pick out something else, you know? You know, as I told Steve Sargent, who was in town from the U.K. last uh, earlier this week, and he's the Nick Bloor's owner and Steve Sargent's number two. And the nice thing about Triumph is, is that they love black and white. You can be totally, which fits my style sure. perfectly. You know, you you don't have to sugarcoat it. You know. Yeah. When he showed up and he said, uh, "How's it going?" Like, I mean, my first words to him were, "Do you want me to hit you square in the mouth or sprinkle <laughs> fairy dust over the top of you?" Right. And he goes, "Your choice." I go, oh, "Well, I'm gonna hit you in the mouth." But um, but the very very direct. But you know. At the you know, we have a seven-year plan, and at the end of those seven years, I mean, it, it'll be a destination that encompasses all of Triumph. It's not yeah. just another training facility where our racetrack is. It's, it's actually 
being built and developed and laid out to encompass Triumph as, as a whole, as a whole company, you know, for OEM development to us training to working in conjunction with the dealer network and everything. Will you ever, do you foresee being uh, the public being able to just cruise down there and watch these dudes ride? Is there a way to get over there and see that? Like, Well, publicly? and that's, that's part of, Sometimes. From, that part's above my pay grade. I mean, the, the part of it is, is to be able to, you know, even if Rick here at Freewheeling, you know, in his dealership, if, if he wanted to hold an event there and, and you oh, know, that's similar really to what he's doing here, you know, that ultimately that is the dream. And it, wow. I think it's very important. Yes, that's winning races on the weekend is, is our priority. But Triumph's goal and vision, I always, Rod has driven this into my head, you know, decap, decap, decap. It's gotta be distinctive, cool, authentic, and premium. Yeah. If it doesn't meet those four criterias, whether it's a bike, whether it's clothing, anything that they do, Tile it, has, yeah, it has to he meet those four. Yeah. If, if it doesn't, then they don't do it. And they've taken that same mindset and concept with this facility. So when it's all completed and, and finished, it will be a destination place that involves the whole company as a whole, not just us and the racing program. Well, I, I would imagine, Bobby, like, you know, you being in racing for as long as you have and um, you're always chasing some seconds, you're chasing seconds on the racetrack, try to be a little faster. This probably is a learning and eye-opening experience for you as well because now this motorcycle, there's all kinds of criteria. Like, you were dealing with a motorcycle that was designed before and you were given it and your riders tried to improve it to, to meet their, their demands as the season wore on. This time, hey man, uh, we don't have the motorcycle yet, we're gonna build it. Yeah. I mean, that's gotta be eye-opening and sort of interesting and exciting and I, all that. I've learned a lot in the last 18 yeah. months. I mean, it's a much different process when you're developing, designing, building a bike from the ground up. <laughs> you know, it, at Husqvarna, yes, we relaunched it in North America, but you know, there was a huge support program behind right. it, and it was, you know, 75%. You know, Good base already. 75% the other name. Yeah. <laughs> but, right. um, but this is, you know, and, you know. Yeah, I can't I, imagine. I've had to, I have gotten my hand slapped a couple of times just on, <laughs> you know. I can't believe it. How do, you, how do you design, like, from the ground up? Your design is something you've obviously got input from Ricky. You well, got they know the wheels will be round. Yeah. yeah, the wheels are round. We tried the square. They didn't work. Yeah, it's just too bumpy. Good, good yeah. in Supercross, though. The, no, yeah, the, real good. go right into whoops. Yeah. Decided to go with knobby tires. It, one of the things that I, you know, this concept isn't a new concept for Triumph. Triumph is, this is actually seven or eight years ago is when it, you know, it went from an idea to actually going on, you know, write it on a piece of paper and then you know four years or so ago is when it really went into full swing so it's yeah. it i came in you know two two and a half years after the process had already started yeah. there's been an enormous amount of changes in things and that is the nice thing that you know working with dudley and dave and myself and the engineers there's been a lot of suggestions and things that because of the homologation rules and everything here in the U.S., that they've made some 
significant changes in the bike that, you know, has improved the bike you know, its in performance and everything else because of the homologation process. You know, mm. we, we have to basically take a stock bike and make it a race bike. And on some level, you know, that stock OEM bike has, it has to be close enough that yeah. we can get it to where we need it. Right. And that, yeah, it's got to be a decent motorcycle yeah. before the race team yeah. can win. Well, and that's kind of what the, where I was going earlier. The question was, how do you, and we talked about this, how do you, like if you, from the ground up, it would be easy to design a bike that Ricky or Evan or a factory rider could ride, but then how do you design one that they can ride, but then the, a jackass like, yeah. a, like us could ride well, at the same time? Fortunately for me, they had a, they have phenomenal engineers, and they, they had done a lot of the hard work before I actually got involved. I tell everybody, I mean, the nice thing about, you know, the frame design where it's a single back versus, you know, a perimeter design frame mm -hmm. for the the Japanese brands or the yeah. steel frame thing. The the one thing that everyone that's been on the bike and tested it, it's all nine out of ten times it's the same con comment when they're finished right. I can't believe how well it handles and the you know, the way the power transfers to the ground, you know, and the trail. And, and this is coming from a rider from varying skill levels? like Various like skill us. levels. I mean, yes, Ricky's been very involved. Yes, we have. I mean, Y'all haven't called Kevin, you know, and I thought for sure he'd be on the, yeah, you know, crappy, sort of the short list. Yeah. You know, if they really want to bet perspective of it, you know, they put me on it. But, yeah. you know. So you, have, you do ride the bike sometimes? and As I tell everybody, because – used to ride with with the guys and everything I said but uh, before anyone on the team will see me on the bike on the bit I will spend a month or two getting right everybody's gone <laughs> before you ride yes well, yeah, we know it's about always that. the same thing it's when we do a team ride or anything everybody's trying to park my ass in the corner exactly <laughs> you, you shouldn't know, have got on over their like, tail last week <laughs> here we go son no. hey have y'all has triumph ever thought about having uh naked male models on their machines in the marketing department? No. No, you never no. never thought no. about that, having naked people on the motorcycles, Anthony yeah. Bennett. He's not even paying attention. So He's we, way over there. We had our bikes in, loaded for a race to go to in Ohio, and all of a sudden here comes these pictures, and it's a, a naked man laying on our race bikes, which were... In his trailer. Yes, he broke <laughs> in into our driveway. trailer and did like a photo shoot, <laughs> and he's in this room somewhere, so... I, I just joking. I'm just throwing. But that really does out. happen. So there's a group of these guys that, anytime any of this 30 or so of your buddies gets a new bike, there is an assault of this motorcycle. It will break into your house and take naked photos. And at the end of the year, all the photos it goes make into, into a, big, a calendar. Big calendar. And they give the calendars out. So we can probably get you one. You know, if y'all need it for the shop or yeah. whatever. Uh, you don't no. want that. It's it needs to surface in somebody's <laughs> toolbox, and then you blow them out like. Dude, it what's up with this calendar? It, it would be funny to put in somebody's toolbox. Yeah, no, I can and then, do that. And then we'll blow them out for being weird, right? Yeah, we'll get yeah. you some of those calendars, hand them out for Christmas. But so, no, I mean, the thing about it, I, the one thing I would love to do, I mean, it, I've always been, and again, I'm not a marketing guy of any kind, yeah. and I don't claim to be, but, you know, in our industry, this is such a great journey to go on. I mean, we're starting from ground zero, not only with the bike, but, you know, we're starting it with the facility and everything. And I, I think there's a huge interest in just the journey, you know, the, 
building the facility and the changes that we have made and the things that we have done. I also think that it, it gives Triumph a, a lot of credibility because I'm always fighting the crap that everybody says, you know, well, what happens if they don't oh, have sales? And, right. You know, when you're talking to writers and staff and I'm like, you know, well, first of all, my agreement's unheard of in our industry. Yeah. So, Well, and you've got a seven-year plan, so we're not, yeah. it sounds like you've got a goal and it's way out there, yeah. you know, so. Well, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, it just, for lack of better words, it shut everybody up on the investment in which Triumph's making. I mean, they're spending millions and millions of dollars, not only in research and development and production, but they're also spending millions of dollars in building a, a permanent facility here in yeah. the U.S. You don't do that if you're only going to come in for, for a year or two. Fly by night, you know, right. None of that. It, it is definitely a full set program and plan. I mean, we've got additional off-road bikes that are already in development and planning and so we'll have a full line eventually of off-road bikes all the yeah. way from minis all the way through the 450 you know so it's exciting yeah. It, yeah it's exciting has there ever and i've always wondered this and you're a team principal so how have we not had a covered supercross track to train on have you guys thought of that are you going to do it you're going to do it aren't you Look See, at his I'm, smile. I'm like, Look at his yes, face. Finally, I've, I've mentioned this. I'm like, it seems so you should obvious. Never, yeah, you should never travel, especially never. in Georgia. Yeah, yes. it, that's our our unfounded rumor that got a smile. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. I like All it. All I'd like to say is uh, there'll be one in somewhere in the state of Georgia. Love it. There's, I've never understood why there's not. There's Ricky circulating around. I think his autographs are done. Uh, yep. Do you have any questions for us? Anything you want to know about Nick's calves or triceps? 86 or XR250. Yeah, we, we had a big 86 XR250 uh, no, showing I, uh, this year. Hey. No, I'm just honored to, you know, like the advertisement said, Ricky Carmichael and whoever, whoever else. else we and the other guys. You, you know, you had to go pretty low in the barrel to find somebody. But well, I that's the problem with hanging out with Ricky or somebody <laughs> like that. You know, you yeah. can hang out with us. And then you're like, hey, Bobby deal, right? Yeah. yeah. Just be like, you'd be one of the boys. Like, uh, you got to ask him about the triple, though. Wow. Okay. The triple? The triple. I, All right. We'll ask him about the triple. The, triple. the motorcycle? Uh, yeah. The okay. triple on the motorcycle when he was testing and me egging him on. Oh. Yeah. Well, um, Bobby, what was your first motorcycle? First time you rode a motorcycle? First time I rode a motorcycle was an Indian uh -huh. 60. Indian 60. Sean's got an Indian 50. Yeah, Sean's yeah. got an Indian 50. Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Indian um, 60. Well, back then, you know, you had steel frame mini bikes with a brig and strap. I mean, and like no suspension, true. right? Cool start. I mean, that's, just a hard core. That, that's yeah, really nice. And those foot pegs didn't yeah. fold or nothing. They just they were welded. They off. were welded out, and yeah. they just yeah. impale you or something. Yeah. Kevin's yeah. dad owned a dealership and bought him one from Sears. Yes. More or I less. Owned a Cowie dealer and bought him just a, a KD80. It's the worst motorcycle ever. Yeah. Have you ever heard of that, Bobby? My, bro no. my, my brothers were both Team Green riders. They were really good dirt bike riders. And my dad goes, "You're not good. You get a crappy motorcycle." <laughs> You're not good. We'll go ahead yeah. and predestine that. that sucks, I, I remember when I got the YZ80. That was really, to me, that was like, oh my god. As well, that we talk about this it sometimes. It was just like yeah. cutting edge. It yeah. was fast. The, the fastest motor. We talked. We talked one day in the show. I, the fastest motorcycle I've ever ridden was my 81 KX80. You know what I mean? Like yeah. to, you know, it's all relative and to perception. To you and your brain. Correct. Yes. In my brain, I got on that thing and I thought it was the fastest. You know, 
The, the biggest difference, I mean, like, it, towards the end when I was on 125s, and everything, I mean, you were on Honda. I mean, it, my... What year? 78, 79, eight, you know, I mean, Red Rockets. Yeah. And um, so it, but they set much lower than yeah they were low riders dude you know, four and you seven inches of travel on those bikes yeah, and things and you, you're like oh and it's amazing you on your back is today. still straight yeah a 120 a 125 is about like a super mini now yeah about the size and wheelbase yeah, or all that yeah, exactly. oh yeah and stuff so yeah even up to like 83 like i saw when we were at mid-ohio like a it was like an 81 or 83 elsinore 125 yeah. and i was like you know, well, Nick, that's it, impossible. It's time, whatever, yeah. not an Elsinore. I mean, 83, would, it, it wasn't called an Elsinore by 83. I understand that was don't, like 78. Don't, in, don't insult it. Yeah. It's like the Olympics. They come every four years. Listen, yeah. I mean, this is why Bobby didn't want you on the show. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, right, right there. We should have done more Bobby, than make we a tried phone call. should have done something in writing. No, I, I've been very fortunate. My, my whole family, we always had motorcycles. My mom rode, my dad rode. Oh, that's you know, cool. I rode, you know raised and everything else even when my kids you know hunter yep. got into it i'm like absolutely not please don't do you know ready? it's not if you get okay. hurt but when you get hurt you know i just don't want to do it but you know what the most the one person that was most excited about me in this deal was my dad he was a die cool. hard triumph guy oh wow it, oh, that's awesome to the point that when i bought my hondas and things that i had to he would not allow a Japanese brand in his garage. Oh, that's some Pearl Harbor <laughs> leftover <laughs> stuff right there. No, for it, real. And he would and never I got him to pull out all the old photos of his triumph. You know, you're talking about, you know, late sixties, early seventies, uh, and back then, you know, they took they'd take a Bonneville and they'd strip the, it down. And that's and, a dirt bike, you man. know. Chop it out. Scrambler. That that's what my dad I mean, did. Same yeah. deal. Same I mean, deal. He's got I think I cried like a baby when I was 13 or something like that because he sold it. And I mean, it's candy apple red and it's got snakeskin gold flake on the <laughs> side of it. Yeah. I mean, like, in my mind, that was my bike. You know, it was going to be. It yeah. was going to be. Dang. But uh, that went right. Well, that's out full the circle then. He's yeah. got to be, I'm sure you're super stoked on that then. Yeah. Has he been out to see the place yet? No, he hasn't. So before we let you go, we're going to drag Ricky. He's over there barking. He's, you hear him? Uh, yeah, he, oh, he sounds just like a dog. Hey, settle down, dude. That's we'll a get cool you trick. On. That's Still one of his party tricks. But you, uh, you you just sold everything in Texas, drug a fifth wheel over here, and said, here yeah. we go. I, uh, <laughs> just live in a camper, we, man. I'm we, cool. We still have the the house in Huntington, but sold every sold my business and everything in Texas, sold the house. Everything in Texas is gone. It, I, you messed with Texas. Yeah. Well, I called, <laughs> Rod, I called Rod when I was... The last trip out, coming out here, uh, it's like, you know, for the first time in my life that I can think of, I, I don't own, live, operate, or even have a Texas driver's license. For the first time, it, it was a weird, weird. Yeah, that's wild. But, but also, then I turned around and I bought a fifth wheel trailer and I parked it on the site because it was like, the, the only way that I knew that things would get done and, and in the time frame in which we needed it, was if I lived on site. So I yes, I live in a fifth wheel so trailer. I'm, so glad, I, I'm yeah. so glad I didn't take that job now. <laughs> but uh, it, yeah. it was also, I told him, I said, look, I'm going to live here for sure for the first three years because. We're trying to get him to wrap it up. Come man. on, Ray. <laughs> All right, I'll wrap you it up. Just sit you on Nick's lap. you got to face Ricky. him, though. You're, you're not that important. 
But he's uh, just that redheaded yeah. guy from Tallahassee yeah. or something. Yes. Well, it's his agent. You know, it's like, hey, we got a time schedule. Yeah, it's, we he's like, hey, we it. agreed to this. Uh, what's Exceeded. that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah we anyway, didn't know that. Uh, you know. We should have had a signal. We should have been like, hey, yeah, Ricky, yeah. when we do this signal. Right. Just, I appreciate like, you guys awesome. having me. Ricky's you, getting all upset. I think we could keep Bobby all day, man. Ricky's going all yeah. prima donna telling you to get out of the seat. <laughs> You're on TV, yeah. you're here, you're there. Oh, hop on in. You can do a hot mic swap. Thank you. Well, Ricky was upset when he first got here because my picture was on the TV. And oh, he was tore up about that. It's like, where's? why is this playing? Anyway. Oh, anyway. oh his phone's always crooked. Yeah. Hey, I always said marketing's not my deal. Hey, you got to know how to take those photos. Yeah, the fish can either be that big Yeah, it can be gigantic. Big. We need the big fish. Off. Hey, that's I'll right. jump off. Yeah, yeah. Jump in. Do a hot swap. Jump Here right in, Ricky. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. That's Bobby Hewitt, the Bobby real Hewitt. boss. I could talk to Bobby Hewitt all Bobby. day. Come here, Bobby. There we go. We're just going to swap it up right here. He's got some good reading here. Ricky wrote a book while he was doing some signing. Hey, I, hey is Rod still here? I, I, went over to the, uh, I went over to France for the Motocross Donations, and I went to Le Mans. And they have a 1913 Triumph. Did you say Le Mans? Le Mans. Le Mans. I went to Le Mans. The, the, the N is silent. Le Mans. I went to the 24-hour du, so du, du so Le Mans. So is the D. Oh, yeah, it's like Dippy was like. <laughs> I he, went he to Le Mans. Petit, he's like, he was out up here. He was calling Petit Le Mans, and I just laugh at him. Le Mans. Every, every, Le Mans. every time he says this. Dude, you guys' audio is right. Well, it hasn't it's been crispy. for 90%. Kevin just cut down. I mean, John calls it Lamont, like Greg Lamont. You know what they say? Lamont. Like, you want it? You got to spend money to make money. Well, we don't know about that. Right? No. Well, but we know that you're work, spending it. We we're know that. Uh, yeah, we are. Making it is, you're looking at a long-term investment yeah. here, right? We got a we ten-year, a thirty-year, yeah. and a fifty-year plan. Well, you guys yeah, got a true. three, a five, and a seven. So yeah, that's so right. it sort of seems like we know what we're doing. We did not. Yeah. We yeah. barely put this thing together. So Just, what's up, boys? Thanks for having me on again. This hey, is my second time, by the you way. You are a the first, first two-time two customer. Guest. Really? Yeah. yeah. Dude, I feel lucky, man. I mean, we've almost run through all the guys we know. We like. Hey, to you're at, you, hey, if you we're at the me, back at the you, top of the I order. What I've learned in, in this business is you are at the bottom of the barrel if you have to have me on. No, that's why I it's highly you, doubt that. Oh, why can't? Yeah, he's dude. bottom of the. Oh, but so you're he, saying but Ricky's he put himself in that position. He, I love the dude. I'm like, dude, be don't say no to someone. It's he okay. Does not, yeah. He does everybody's podcast. But I will say, and we were having this conversation this year a little bit uh, in the Promoter Cross Championship is, you know, he's it's paying off, paying off for him, and he's working up the ladder in the uh, in the play by play position. So uh, I'm yeah, happy for him. Job, the guy man. has put in many, many years. And, and, and I, don't, I don't know that people understand just how long it takes to, to get to that opportunity. You know, it doesn't take five, six years. It takes multiple, multiple It takes breaks. Years. It takes luck. It takes just it being does. at the right place a lot, at the right time. A lot of luck. A lot of luck. And, right place, and, and right politics time, like you too, said. That's, you that's, know? Yeah. Like that's, in anything. I mean, uh, you, you call it politics, but I, it, you know, Right place, right time, knowing the right people, being kind to people, and doing the right thing, not being right. a jerk, and being on. That's what being you know, good. You know, being good on your bad days. That's right. Hey, you got to be that good on your bad RC days. That's what RC was famous for. You got to. Yep. You got to be a junk man. Yeah, it's yeah. like you know one thing I learned early on. Johnny O taught me this is like, uh, 
you know, if you if all you got's third, you got to get third. You can't be worthy of third and get seventh. Does that make sense? Yeah. Right so if, if 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 you're gonna Take be minutes. on a, if you're gonna be on the podium, like all right, I don't have a win tonight. Okay, well, I don't have a win, but I, you know, I don't wreck I, your possible I, I, I can't, I can't turn, yeah, I can't turn a podium finish into a fifth by trying to win when it's never going to happen. Makes sense. How long did it take you to, to, to feel it and recognize this is that moment where I've got to take a third? Great, great, great question. Uh, I learned it a lot uh, in the end of '97, racing K Dub, to where there were times when I'm like, you know what? I, I, I don't have it today. I can't beat him unless he gets tired or he, he messes up. I just, I knew that limit. Um, so that was the first time I really recognized it. I was able to put it to good use throughout the 120, uh, in 98, all of 98. Yep. And then I kind of fell off of that wagon when I went from uh, 125 to the, the, the big bikes. Yeah, kind of like, I should have been taking like seventh, you know, <laughs> but I was going for, you still did, going but for you didn't have checkers or records, yeah. baby. Checkers or records. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, so, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I forgot everything that I had learned, but then I picked it back up again, uh, tail end of 2000. MX Outdoors and figured it out from there. It's but the that's orange more impressive years. for you to be able to take that advice because you always had that dog that I'm going to win or kill everybody. Yeah, to yeah. Do it. I always look back too, and I'm like, I learned so much in '99 and 2000 that really shaped my career from 2001 on. Um, would I trade it? I don't know. I think it's a double-edged sword. I think, it, like I said, that shaped me to the champion that I became at the elite level. Um, had I not learned those lessons, maybe I wouldn't have had the success that I did. The lessons are crashing like crazy instead yeah. of just reeling it in a little to stay I, in third or I fifth. Think, or I, think, I think Kevin over here don't like me, dude. He doesn't like He's me. irritated. He got evil eye, dude. I love Ricky yeah, I mean, Carlisle. You know, it's, like, it's like he never liked when we're on... Iser's no, it, Iser would always be doing the heavy lifting, and I'm like, well, dude, he has a lazy Kevin side. Kevin don't like yeah. me. Like, what's no, up with that? He we makes got, his wife well, cut the grass, dude. He has yeah, a lazy no streak. When it's we like go, a mile do, when wide. we do the show at his house, his wife's always cutting the grass, always. washing cars, washing cars. She lifted a lawnmower. Sounds like you got a good deal. I've done it right. I mean, <laughs> I mean hey, <laughs> you know, you know what a what a good deal is. It's right? awkward for us when he's like, "This better be done." No, by he's nine. got it figured out. I'm the same way. Like, Shoot. I purposefully don't do things the right way, so we can. Uh, I like to support the economy yeah, in certain I, situations like that. I get that too. <laughs> you'll I, see her. You'll see the window. You say. Yeah, we're like, what's acres? that noise? She's, she's got, hey, we're talking about the old, no, old movies earlier. It ain't even self-propelled. Yeah. It is self-propelled. It's oh, all okay. Enough. Yeah, we, we, we've got, got that. He's giving her the old back to the future. Now, honey, <laughs> be sure two coats of wax, Biff. I I'm on want. my second cut right now, Kevin, I swear. Christina, and she's don't like, uh, yeah, we got to go crosshatch every, every time. Yeah, I'm yeah. looking for that pattern. that. I had to get on my yard, guys, because uh, they were mowing my backyard, and I'm, I'm kind of there's kind of a grade, and they were getting like ruts, no, you know. Yeah, you gotta and kind of like, nah, and I had like they come there. I'm like, hey, man, I think maybe we probably should be cutting it a different direction each time. Like, look at these ruts and grooves, and we don't have any ruts or there grooves That's anymore. what I did. No, and, and honestly, they do an incredible job. If you're they watching, what's the name do. of their landscape service? Let's go ahead and get them. Up no, I got. I, they do a great job. 
And uh, yeah, is Christina just, cutting Ricky's now, grass? Honestly, you know, my wife cuts your grass. She <laughs> better not be. She better not be putting ruts because Kevin marks on the calendar. Yeah, east, what? north, north. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He's like this week we're running east. He, okay. he yeah. don't. He doesn't do the lawn, but he's quick to go out there He'll and make sure it's calendar. done right. Oh, oh he's an way. inspector. He's so. out there with a tape measure measuring the. <laughs> That's right. Oh, you're <laughs> off. Just a, there's two blades over here sticking out. Yeah, you messed up. You can call it a day, but just cut them. He makes her good. Yeah. Hey, he hands her some a pair of scissors. It's like, don't crank them you, over. We've used enough fuel. Here's the scissors. You go find where Dude, you Dude, you know up. what's crazy is, honestly, I like doing yard work. Dude, weed eating is my thing, dude. Oh, my what? gosh. That's oh, cool because yeah. Nick weed needs eating, a bunch bro. of weed eating. Dude. Turns out, Bob, no, Nick, Nick over there, turns out Bobby needs a lot of weed eating down at the facility. <laughs> yeah. Bobby said the same thing, though, Ricky. Yeah. He yeah. Likes What's smoking. weird is I only like doing mine. I don't like yeah. doing other Nobody people. Oh, heck no. We're not cutting other people. No. <laughs> my landscapers are good at the uh, yard but terrible at basketball. Yeah, you could get Ricky to weed eat, and then y'all could play <laughs> some <laughs> basketball. Have y'all ever found an irrigation guy that, like, really just gets your sprinklers just perfect? Yes, I have. I know Are you? all about no, but he worked for me. Okay. And this dude, uh, there was not a blade of grass. Are you that messing with me? Dead serious. No, dead serious. Okay. His so name was Raul. Because I'm like you, Raul I've never had Hernandez. Hey, I've never had irrigation that either was right or stayed right. No, like, I no. felt like I was, oh, yeah. I was always you working didn't have on Raul. it. Yeah, same time. Or this, this patch is way too wet, so you got to adjust the time. You didn't pay time. for the platinum package, son. I'm, Raul sounds like he brings <laughs> Raul a, Hernandez, he was unbelievable. Oh, dude, they, they come. They, they see me coming when I come. They're like, oh, oh we got one today. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. ain't leaving. You no. said he's Petunia's son. Yeah. They need lots of water. That's yeah. right. And, but yet the and grass I'm like, And I always tell them, like, dude, I think it's... I think it's getting funk because there's, there's too much water. It's like too moist. I don't want to like sound so like I know like what Bobby. I'm doing, You're but like... I no like I made my living on dirt and reading dirt. Like, hey, that's too wet right there. I gotta be careful. <laughs> that's a great point. I mean, so I, I have an idea of like it is soggy because it's getting too much. You know, too much. Too much water. Well, I hope you guys are enjoying this on Winter's Take, y'all. We're talking about yards. Ricky Carmichael landscape tips. I love it. This is the, well, the just, joy of my life, just talking about anything. Well, I think, listen, dude, everyone listening to y'all, you know, know we, we, we've always gotten into the weeds about this and that. Who's going to win? What do you think about that? We talk We talk about some great battles. I love telling you, but I like talking about oh, real life. life stuff, man. Yeah, so, we usually talk. We usually just stick to, like, suspension settings. and No, we do not. And we, <laughs> no, we stick to. Which we know nothing Nick's, about. Nick has, a, like, a therapy program that he engages in weekly. You probably this never do. This goes along with the landscapers. It's, yeah, he he hires these landscapers, and they come over, and they'll do like an hour's worth of work, and then Nick will lower the basketball goal to But he about pays for feet. the whole day. Oh, he'll pay them for the day. <laughs> and they play, he dunks on these But guys then he starts play. dunking on them to build his self-esteem. Whenever I feel bad about myself. Yeah, you just He's go got, dunk on these just dudes. Ball, <laughs> dead just back serious. In. Hey, man, it's like 300 bucks, and I feel like a, a million bucks. Yeah, he I'm leaves done. at the end of the day. Kind of killed They're out there cutting grass. I'm inside strapping my Jordan zone. I come out there, I'm like... Boom in your face! Yeah, he's nonstop. Senor Nick wants to hoop, boys. Yeah. Dude. Uh, I'm like, I give the the powder out like LeBron and go over there. Yeah, dude, you don't want to be slipping and stuff yeah. when you're dunking on Mexicans at the. It makes me feel good you know, at the end of the yard work. Yeah. You never did that, Ricky? No. no, no oh, no, that's I crazy. I, no, I wouldn't know. I, I mean, I, I kind of feel bad for the. the no, they the like guys. it. It's a good day. They're no, getting they paid. Yeah, they're happy. 
Really? Yeah, it's yeah. better than weed eating, dude. You're the How only about, one that dude, likes you know weed eating. It was, way I better, it was way better than the, what we were doing before. Yeah. And dude. now they know every Wednesday's basketball game. Uh, hey, you know what I, you know what job <laughs> I hate? And still, to, like, I say hate. I, I will I refuse to do it. All right. Lay in pine straw. Oh, it's, it's terrible. Didn't we have that conversation? Yes. Yeah, yeah, you can't clump it. you got to go soft. And we're paying. Oh, yeah, like, you got to go like this. You we're know? paying. Yeah, there's oh, a technique. Yeah. We're paying. We literally, yeah. That's the technique. We're supporting the economy. Dude, That's my right. place takes like uh, 50 bales. No, it doesn't. That's it, why you got to get those fake little like It takes 900, like, mulch. Yes. 900 bales to do everything. No. Dude, just 900. Do, like, I, I ain't do. doing 900 yeah, you bales. Got, they, they come to your house. They got that big, big trailer. Oh, it's huge. The metal one you can I, see. I'm like, the how many red lights did you <laughs> hit on the way the or, Do they ever leave, uh, how many red do they ever leave the orange twine laying Everywhere. around? No, no, not this guy. Oscar Lopez. He's got the best. I know. I'm like Bobby. I got I got contractors for that. I like when I like when the um, pine straw layers come and they got it all flopped up and then you let your dogs out and they just, and they tear just it wreck to hell. the crap out of oh, it. You're like, yeah. like <laughs> I like, dude. What? I paid hard earned money for this and you just ruined yeah, the it dog, in two you go, hours. Yeah, you go out there and it's all the dogs are pushing it all to one oh, side. Oh like, yeah, totally. bare spots. Had it yeah. all curved up on the edge. And they got it fluffed up. It's oh, hard yeah. to own dogs and have nice landscaping. Dude, it's hey, so I have a question for y'all. Do you feel like dogs take more time and are harder logistically to keep track of if, say, you and your wife want to go on a weekend somewhere oh, compared to kids? 100%. <laughs> I will vet a dog sitter more than I'll, I'll drop my kid off with anybody. Listen, son. I don't give a damn. I'll leave you with I ain't anybody. leaving my dog with you until we answer these questions. I got a 94-question <laughs> test. I need a background check. My kids will go. With an Uber driver, I'll send them. I don't even look, know where man. Going. Just keep giving them new destinations. I contemplated getting uh, hiring a full-time Uber driver for my pe- uh, my kids when they turned 16 because I was scared to death. Hey, of I don't them blame driving. them driving. Yeah, oh yeah. I'm like, I just pay for oh, a driver. Yeah, and that's two kids at one time when you're turning 16. Yeah, when your right? kid turns 16, they pull the driveway the first time and drive off. <sighs> That's not a good That's feeling. That's not a good feeling. Especially when they got, you can hear the radio, like, kind of, yeah. like, bumping. You're Come like, on, dude, man. At you least first day, I mean, at least, get out of I my mean, sight. I'm like, yo, I'm right here, dude. Right? <laughs> Let yeah. me, I bet RC never turned the radio up when he was cruising. There's no yeah, way. Yeah, but the difference was, like, I was driving when I was 11, 12 years old. Yes, you know true. I mean? Equipment and all kind of stuff. And, and there, was there was nobody no on the road. cell phones. No hey. cell phones and no traffic. When I was 16, dude, I was at the DMV waiting for him to open up. 100%. Dude. And now they don't care. They'll no, go they don't. They months, make appointments months. way they don't out. Care. They don't care if oh, they don't well, drive. Well, for you know why? Because we, fr- we we give them rides. Just Everywhere. Say, where y'all need to go. Well, that, that way they can be on their phone. I didn't while do that for my kids. There. I didn't do that. I said, you're getting your driver's license the day I'll you I'll never forget when my kids started to drive when they had their learner's permit. They were like, hey, let's go, uh, let's go down to the office, my wife's office downtown. And they just kind of like, well, how do I get there? I'm like, dude. You've been riding in this car? We've been for- riding in the car for, <laughs> yeah. we've been going this years. way for four years. You don't have a clue. And you mean, like, I don't know. That's how their brains shut off. They look at that dumb phone. They don't even realize they're moving until they arrive. And they're like, whoa. Dude, dang. they don't know the streets no, that they, they, they drive on. Nothing. <laughs> I took my kids, all, Anything. all of us, Anything. my wife and all six, all kids, four kids, to Mammoth. We flew into Vegas. And then we right. all start driving. It's in the desert, and yeah. then the Sierras start coming up out of the uh-huh. nowhere. Their heads, all I saw was like, man, look at this. And nobody would look. Nobody would ever look. And finally, we get to 8,000-foot mountains. They're like, whoa, those are big. I'm like, you idiot. They've been there for like nine hours. <laughs> We've been looking at it. It's amazing. <laughs> That's the one thing out west. 
you can see those mountains and they For look like hours. they're right there. You're three hours but that's away. 112 miles away. <laughs> and it yeah. doesn't look like it. They're huge. I did for a while when I guess my kid was 16 or 17 and we'd travel. I would, like, we'd get off the plane, get in the car, you know, go rent a car or whatever, and, and I'd say, put your phone up. Come you on. cannot look at your phone. It is hard and to you're enforce have that. To, even if we're in the ghetto, I don't care if we were in Detroit. Right. I don't Especially care we're, like, when you're in the ghetto. You need to look you around. Need to have you need extra see, watch. Well, just look around and, and see what's, you know what I mean? Like, instead of right there. Take it in, dude. I would totally. force them to put their phone in their pocket. And yeah, at dinner. So yeah. one thing I learned, you know, going Force to them the, to buy dinner? No, force right. them, yeah. No, he didn't no. force them to he buy He still dinner. hasn't bought dinner. He's 24. Yeah, well, it's coming. Right. Well, one J. thing H. though, you? no, I was, I was not making sure my kids were okay actually, because I hadn't. So there you go. Check on them. <laughs> but you know the dogs stuff. are okay because like, you got. That didn't have anything to said nine one one. That's kind of our code. Like if it's like for real, stop whatever you're doing right now. It's just and, yeah, and you you're never that. allowed to use it. Like because then it's like and it's like playing possum. It's like crying no. wolf, man. So it's like don't dude, it's unless something yeah. bad. For real. Don't don't ever send that signal. So I just that's all. Didn't see. Hey, look. so dude, what what, what, are you, what are we gonna talk about? I know you want to drill me on something. No, I, I do. I, I know we can't dive into the specifics of the bike. We're not we're not there to release any of that real stuff info. So that's cool. But well, like, I mean, you saw you saw it. I, yeah. I mean, you saw and we were riding like you saw the components. You saw everything. You know the, um, the foot peg. No, you guys stop it. <laughs> the, axle, guys, that, the week y'all released the axle, I was like. Whoa, I'm dang. not. I'm just messing with you. Hey, I'm not. That's above my pay grade. I ain't no. part of the rollout uh, plan. Let me tell you though, I think that was a great idea. I don't have a problem with that at all because it got everybody talking. Yeah. Oh, everybody, they all talk. I think. About it, for I sure. think the the unfortunate thing I think we can all we can all talk about is you know anything in in, in social media for the most part is I bet it's sixty percent negative. Yeah, that is yeah. a problem, and that's no, why you have to probably. And so unfortunately, you like, have to ignore almost yeah, all of it do. because it of might that. be more than that. So, yeah. but let's not. Talk yeah, the bike, dude. Part. The bike is awesome. I think what um, I, I think. Listen, I wanted the thing to be out. It, it's a. It's actually a good thing that they didn't release the pictures and the photos when I wanted them to do it because so <laughs> much had changed from that. And then, really? like every time I go to headquarters, like, oh, how, how, how do you feel like about this now? hey? Now, how do you feel if we would have done it? I'm like, yeah. I said, that's why you guys are the pros at it, and I'm not, you know. So I think what a lot of people don't understand is throughout the testing process and why things take so long is because when you make a substantial change to whether it's an engine, whether it's a chassis, you know, whether it doesn't matter, whether it's a, a hard part on the bike, you have to then go build it. Uh, you build certain, you know, several iterations of that, and then you go test it. Now, that, that, the direction you're wanting to go, you might nail it, you might not, but you know it needs to be better. So hopefully, you know, with tooling and dime and engineering and CAD, it's, it's a lot easier and more efficient for these engineers to get it right when you're going for that. How for, quickly for can that you turn look. it around? Like when you say, I want this Well, to that's change. the thing. I mean, it, it, it's different. Luckily for Triumph, everything is done in-house. They don't outsource anything. So we're able to move a lot like the Austrian brands did. You know, that's how they were able to move. And that's how I feel like when Raj and Ian went over there, you know, they if Dunge needed a part, boom, they had it within a week. They didn't have to go through the red tape like the Japanese brands. And so they, you know, like 
in a Japanese brand, if you want a, a part or a piece made, it needs to go through the R&D process and safety process and reliability process. So weeks and, and weeks. And by that time, half the series is over and oh. you're, you're losing points. So yeah. um, it, it, it just depends on what part and piece that you're making. I mean, if you're, if you're talking about going from an aluminum chassis to a steel chassis or a steel chassis to aluminum chassis, those things take a long time. It can take months. So we knew that uh, we needed it needed to be right the first time it came out because it, there is something to be said for you only get one chance at a first impression. Yep. And we're, we knew that we were going to be judged, and we knew that it needed its own identity. And uh, you know that's so. So what you guys saw in the bike that you've seen is is what we came to the conclusion with, and what we feel is the best for whether it's comfort, performance at a at a base level riding or at the pinnacle. Yeah. Of, of of SMX, so uh, yeah, just it, it takes a while, and trust me, it was fr as frustrating for me as it was for the fans wanting to see it. But the buzz, the buzz was cool, and we're ready to go, and it's finally here. I think that you know the like the social media negativity, like you feel it. I don't feel any of that for this bike, man. I, I'm excited, like for them to come oh, back fun. and come in there, man. That is like. Dude, it's a sexy-looking bike. Yeah, it has it its is. own identity. It's awesome. And I think, and going back to, and we'll land this plan. And I do like it. It gets me heated up because I just felt like there wasn't an appreciation for everything that went on. What people have to understand, and I want them to realize, is this was a. Ba this started at a baseline zero. It wasn't like right. other manufacturers going and buying a label and then just stamping out everything, a copy and a paste. Yeah. That is completely different. And I know we have some smart fans that know what's going on. And it w so that's why it took so long. It's not just like we go buy another label and then pow, stamp it out and just put a different color on there, different different color plastic. Yeah. This was... You mean somebody's done that in the past? Yeah, stop right? it. Without, Maybe. Without naming really? names, you know right. what I mean? So that's why I am so proud of what we built. And I think once people uh, are able to ride the bike and it's on the showroom floors, I think that they will appreciate uh, the development and the design. And it's a Triumph brand. Kevin's oh, building a bike in his basement with his 3D printer. And he's... He thinks he He's can probably going to be big... He made a woman one time back in the 80s. And yes. Yes. Weird, weird Science. Science. You've seen the movie. <laughs> yeah. I have not seen Weird That's Science. That's good, Ricky. Is that, yeah. right. it's a so class is that a good one, too? It's one yeah. you need to wear you, out. So what's, what's we know the your mood? genre now. That's it. you got to go watch that. Yeah, you got to yes. watch. It is your Anthony it's, Michael it's Hall. It's your stuff. It's, uh, weird Science. Like, like, like what needs to be the mood? Like, you need to be drinking trapped wine. Trapped on a dirt road. Red wine. Absolutely. It's going to take you right back. The road's washed out. You can't leave the house. You're stuck. But... We have this movie. No, I, you don't have to be. Weird, so you, weird science. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a good one. Heck so yeah. You, it's you guys know classic. my genre. Adam, like. Adam Cincerillo's in it. No, <laughs> he's not. That's Anthony Michael he's Hall. Anthony Michael Hall. He looks, looks like him, but it's Anthony Michael Hall. Right now, he's real skinny. He was a kid from uh, Breakfast Club. You, you ever I've seen never that? seen Dude, Ricky was probably Club. five years old when I've that came out. All right, we're right. Go, we're, Dude, this I, is over. Wait, they're, still, they're still classic. I'm 40, I'll be 44 in November. Hey, Next we're month. in the genre. You're, you're my It's in your age. wheelhouse. It's just you were it should be. young and busy. Young. When, when this Dude, is, I was racing dirt bikes. I was on dirt bike I didn't have time Down to watch Florida. silly movies. We're leaving here and going to No laughing in this We're going to leave here. That's right. We're just going to all go to Kevin's house and watch movies while his wife cuts the grass. I'll never forget. Dude, I'll never forget He'll get his wife to watch your truck while you're there yeah she'll cut grass and wash your truck and we'll have a great night sundays were like at my house when i was a young kid growing up i go back like six seven eight nine years old 
And I'll never forget, dude, my dad loved drag racing, watching drag racing. Okay. And I was, I love it now too, but back then when I was a little kid, I couldn't stand it, bro. So it was like. <laughs> and y'all had multiple TVs in the house, right? Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, they had dude. one. Dude, one, right. we had a, a dial phone. Chip. My kids don't even know what a dial Absolutely. phone is. We had the extra long cord where you could Go bring into it into the garage. living room. No, bring it in the living mobile. room. Cause it, yeah, Very dude, I, lived in a, I grew up in a 900 square foot home, two yeah. bedroom, one bath. Dang it, son. I can remember. Right. At you, I, I can remember being the remote control. Yeah, and you know, it was all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they had to hit you to change the channel. <laughs> That's right. Get up, Turn them yep. rabbit ears, boy. Dude, my dad would come Get home. Get up and put that on wrestling for me. Yeah. <laughs> yes, my dad would come home and he would watch. He goes, all right, go ahead and turn on Carol Burnett, and then we're going to watch the Lawrence Welk Show, which was a orchestra show. I don't even show. remember the Lawrence what? Welk Show. Come on. I, I, no, True I story. Can, I remember that, too. And, and, and then Sean like, and I would come on. If and you think drag racing was bad? You. Dude, Lawrence Welk. Like, it was a yeah, variety show. I don't even know what you I guys wanted to, talking about. I wanted to hang myself. That's from the, the old, Lawrence old days, Ricky. Way before. It was black and white, Way before us. Are we allowed to cuss on this? Like Yes. Let's do it. Like 190 shit? Yes. That yeah. long ago? Something like that. It was something. That's when Kevin I was born. I learned that from Ken Stray. You really, like the Lawrence Welk show, if you ever hear anybody old make a joke about like a bubble maker, Kevin. It's a reference is, to the Lawrence Welk show. It's a reference to that because when the show came on and off, they were just making bubbles for no reason. Dude, it made no sense. I don't sense. understand. So dumb. Like, it was the but worst. It, the, literally, there was an orchestra. That was the gist. It was a, the main act was the orchestra in this conductor and then they would have a, a someone would come and talk for a minute it was it was Everybody traumatic was as a suit. kid you're just like God dang my it. dad and you would not let you talk if you started talking he'd be like hold his hand up stop and i'd be like this is awful son we had no other we had video games we had nothing yeah nothing. hey you'd be proud of me i have seen et that's good that's right. that's from 1980 that's right. i think yeah that's that's early that's 80s, old 82, right there 80? yeah maybe 82. 82 hey let me let me circle real quick yeah. ricky yeah. um this had to be kind of exciting for you yeah, to ride a motorcycle where we're not necessarily just trying to get a couple of half seconds here and there. We're not improving it for mm -hmm. lap time. We're starting from. You're building a scratch. motorcycle and you're sort of getting to steer the direction of it. Yeah, totally. That is that. Yeah. Was that exciting? Is that? I mean, yeah. what's that like Hell to test yeah. a motorcycle for slow? that? For something to to be part of the project for the inception of it. And, and the development of it, yeah, it was it was it was an honor to be a part of, and it was an honor to th that Triumph believed in me, um, and it goes back to relationships. But uh, I felt what I brought to the table uh, was that I went through that process already throughout my racing racing career. Luckily, uh, mm -hmm. just in my age, as you guys know, I, I got to race a steel chassis. Uh, Two-stroke, four-stroke, aluminum. aluminum chassis at, at, at the elite level. And I went through the heartaches and, and, and the pain of trying to get an aluminum chassis to be compliant. But, mm -hmm. you, but yet, you, you like the rigidity, but it needed to be compliant in certain areas. And, you know, what tweaks and modifications on the aluminum chassis make it better in those areas, but it still had the pluses and the advantages of why they, why they started having aluminum chassis. So I brought that, you know, I was able to bring that, um, that, you know, that knowledge to the, to the brand and kind of take the guesswork out of it for the engineers. And listen, yeah. we got a great group of uh, R&D and engineers over in Hinkley at uh, Triumph headquarters. Yeah. And uh, so, yes, it was, it was an honor to be a part of. And I'll never forget it. Um, the first time that uh, we tested their bike, um, it was right after Daytona Supercross 2020 before COVID hit. 
And uh, yeah, I mean, there was just a slew of parts. Yeah. There was a slew of parts everywhere. There's some things that, um, you know, I can't share right now, but uh, it was, I mean, it was a lot of fun. And I was, I you, mean, they, they, they hey, nobody's they, listening to this. They had their, yeah. I knew that it was going to be a, a great run because how organized they were, mm. all the parts and pieces that they had, like everything that we had talked about and ideas of like, hey, we probably should have this component and we should probably try this, we should probably do this. They had three or four different iterations of each part and piece. Everything oh. was completely organized. When we made changes, the changes did what they should do on paper, yeah. which uh, doesn't that's always nice. add up. Yeah, right. so yeah, so it was it, it was a lot of fun. I mean, that's it, a testament to the guys that are Dave Arnold and the guys that are yeah. giving this you a great was, place. This was actually before, before that, that. Yeah, yeah, which is now like when, when we brought Dave Arnold and, and all those guys in. Now it's just, you know, the racing side of it has really ratcheted up. But uh, yeah, it was, um, I, I was impressed from day one. Then COVID hit, slowed things down, which it slowed everyone down. And then uh, we made some substantial changes uh, to the bike that um, we thought, and I, I say we, the company thought that should give it its own identity and we'll let you guys minds wander on that what change that was but uh once we did that that took some time and i was happy about that change because i thought that that's what we needed to do um i'm just a big believer in it and um yeah ever since then it's just been we've just been grinding it out and and, and going through the testing stage and reliability stage you know that's yeah. that's where we're at so well, I, I started to ask Bobby a little bit about the, the team riders and uh -huh. all of that's announced. It's out there. Yeah. I mean, it's 100 percent. So um, so he kind of said, hey, man, at the end of this and Rod said the same thing. We expect to be winning and going oh, yeah. for championships. Oh, yeah. And so with this, with your initial team, Bobby talked about the difficulties in. Hey, man, it's hard to get some riders. You know, we don't even have a bike and a location. We or... don't have a location. You don't have anything. But I think when you have a team such as you have, I think it makes it a lot easier for people to step out on a limb, and then they see some progress with the bike. And it yeah, it's like you go, hey, I got Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, and we're going to put right. together a nucleus. I think we're okay. We're gonna, yeah. it's, a, it's a lot easier to cover up mishaps and mistakes. Um, with the right team. Yeah, with the right team yeah. and, and, and easing into it. And, um, you know, not, not to have, I mean, I, I believe in our riders for sure. And, and, and they believe in us and they certainly believe in Bobby. And that's why, you know, when we were doing our due diligence um, and, and to, trying to pick out which guy could, could run Triumph America Racing, yeah. um, you know, the interview process, it was, it was a no-brainer for me. Right. I mean, Bobby's uh, results speak for themselves. You think about uh, how well he did when he had basically no support from Suzuki. Yep. Then, I mean, when he had the Husky team, uh, so it was just, dude, it was like, I mean, <laughs> it was like no disrespect to the other people we talked to. I'm like, I always Bobby's tell Triumph, like, dude, you, you just have to do this. And uh, one thing that has been so cool is to see the loyalty from the past riders that Bobby has worked with, past champions. Mm -hmm. Those riders really like him so much. Yeah. And, and I've gotten to know Bobby uh, quite a bit these last couple years throughout this process. And I've, I've grown, I've had a tremendous, even more respect for him because just seeing how he works and how patient he is. And that's comforting for a guy, you know, like, like Jalik. You know, yeah. I, I think it's, you know, I, I just, 
it, it's good. Riders need that confidence in those guys. So I think that uh, we're going to be in a good spot. I think, um, of course, we want to win. Yeah. But uh, how everything played out, where we were at uh, in the negotiation stages, for a top level like past champion or current champion, we just we weren't in the position to you know to to sign one of those guys. But but I'm okay with that because long term, yeah, it'll give us some time to uh, to be right. So when you do have a guy, and this is what's been amazing about the HEP Suzuki team. You know, you can see when they brought a guy like uh, Ken Roxon on, mm-hmm. um, then the personnel just started to change. And they, right. you know, they like, oh, we got that guy. He's been around. He knows what he's doing. Oh, yeah. no, oh, they got him too? Oh, he he knows what he's doing as well. So you, when you bring when you bring over a championship contender, you have to have the personnel. Everything's Bobby's done a great job. We already got that. So I think we're ready. Hey, tell, we, me, tell me about the bike and... Uh-huh. We we talked to, to Bobby about this, and we, I want to bring it up again here. Like when you're riding this bike, mm-hmm. and you know how it needs to perform for you, but then in the in the back of your mind, are you able to dumb it down for and know it's got to work for dorks like me? Boom! And- great, great, um, great question. Great. And the reason that I say that is because when I do some R and D stuff for Fox Racing, like, whether it's like boots or helmets or whatever, like I mean, the, a lot of their stuff is you know, comes from the, the top level and, and what their feedback is on how a helmet feels or how a boot feels. But I've been in that situation, as you guys know, and, and a lot of that is geared towards what works for them. Totally right. So when I, am, when, I, when I am testing for anything, in, in, you know, with Triumph, of course, I am thinking about the people who are buying our motorcycles. Um, if, if I can get that motorcycle to work good for them and we have a great base, then it's only going to complement the race team. Yeah. So um, we have our standards, and, and, and I know, like we were talking about, like suspension. Suspension, I know what I like isn't for the normal person. We, nope. all, know, we all know that. Okay, yes. my bike is low, choppered out. That's what I need needed to go fast, to win races, win championships. My, you look at my bike now, it's completely different. It's more of a neutral setup. Anybody can hop on it. It's very balanced, and that's good for the general consumer. Are you and doing that on good. purpose? Have you yeah. set it up yeah, that yeah, way? Like so I, I, I do. I do. I, I, do. I, I want the bike to work well when the press hops on it. I mean, listen, yeah. they, they, they're, gonna, they're like a home inspector. they got to find something wrong with it. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Hey, that's oh, a yeah. good way to put it. <laughs> you know what really I mean? Good way like, to put it. Uh, they get paid to find something wrong. You know, the, there's a crack in the grout there on the coping of the pool. Pool's, yeah, man. pool's been there for 25 years. Well, there yeah. still shouldn't be one. Needs still, to get you know, we're going to fail you. We'll see you in two months <laughs> when we come back to check it out. Yeah, so, um, yeah, you, you have to keep that in mind. There is some racing influence in there as well. I mean, a lot of racing influence in there as well. I'm not going to sit here and lie yes. to you guys. But uh, at the same time, it can't just be generated for, for pro racing. It has to be generated for the consumer. Do you have anything in place at the dealership level that would keep you from selling a motorcycle to Nick Blackman if he walks in? Because freewheeling just hands him a 60-horsepower motorcycle. And, you know, we're talking about Nick Blackman here. So yeah. It's not good. A legend. We're just, no, yeah. we're like, why did you make that choice to sell him? Because that? that's Nick's thing. He's like, I just walked in there and they sold it to me. They're crazy, man. It's, I gotta, it's got a super cross <laughs> caliber motor. And I, no. I, I no, yeah, no, 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 I'm like, joking, Ricky. Yeah, no, I just, think. We're just joking. No, it's oh, going to be more like 
now that we know the R and D about the Fox gear, and Ricky's gonna be like, his phone's gonna ring. You know, if Nick calls and bitches about his the way his pants fit one more time. Uh, you know, you know what's crazy is like, and just just to show you where my mind's at when I did the. Uh, when we did the unveiling of the bike at uh, SMX at the Coliseum, awesome. dude. Like, every time I was riding that bike, dude, I'm judging it and making sure, like, okay, did we hit the mark? Is everything yeah, all right? And I'm fun. taking the most worst, the, the, the worst, crappiest line possible because, in my oh, opinion... Wow. That's what we do. You can get, <laughs> yes, that's why that's you're, you're going to love it. You know that's why? Because it handles, like, a dream in the gnarliest conditions. Dude, I can't wait to take him riding when he follows our shitty lines. When we got our <laughs> Check it out, Ricky. On. Watch what we do right here. <laughs> Watch my oh line. I, I, you meant there's a difference between shitty lines and a rough track. Yes. I you find both. We I have find both. both. <laughs> yeah. I find <laughs> the shitty line on a rough track. <laughs> I, I can find, we can find the shitty lines on a smooth track. Yes. yes. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. But that so. sort of shows your dedication, though. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Even on the parade lap. Oh, yeah. oh, dude, that, like, check, that right-hander up on top of the peristyle, you see, you could see guys, like, fighting to get to the inside. Yeah. Like, Kenny was doing it. Uh, Jet was doing it. Because the, the, the dirt was kind of breaking away, at least it was when I was up there riding, and there was a ledge there. So, like, I'm trying to, like, I'm, I'm turning the bike where the, the dirt's falling off, making sure it's good because it was, like, ice there. And, you oh, know, yeah. this thing needs to perform well here because this is a extreme condition, and it, it, it handled extremely extremely well how cool was that to go up the peristyle oh it's awesome it was it, it was yeah, so you had to be pumped to do it to yeah make that it was map. so cool with it was Stanton. so much fun yeah I mean, with, a, with Stanton that was the kind of thing though like I'm weird like, like I didn't want to be out there by myself man I feel weird like well, let's that let's take a take a friend he, yeah so I brought <laughs> bring uh, a friend to work now. brought six, six time, time with, with me <laughs> and uh dude he uh whenever he's I'm alone great I guy. he 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 Sure. He kind of eased the pressure of it all, and I didn't feel like some weirdo out there, like some attention. It's like I want all this attention, so I'm like, I'm not doing it by myself, so you need to bring some That's other That's what guy. JH is for. Curly? Yeah. You guys call him JH. I don't even know who JH is. Yeah, I know he's Cur like, who do you I know Curly. 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 The bald-headed guy? He, don't, he doesn't like that reference. He's not, uh, that's not cool, man. Oh, uh, <laughs> Curly? Talk amongst yourselves. Curly can't, Curly can't ride. No. But I'm sure you probably set him up and sent him out and, you know, maybe dropped off some motorcycles when he was on a cruise and said, hey, sure. fix these for me. Yeah. But we know you mellowed because you were out there with Stanton doing that lap and you didn't, like, stuff him. Kill or him. Yeah, like, yeah. Down. Hey, what like about halfway Bob? through, you just go back and, like, I could have cleaned you out, <laughs> I could have cleaned you out. Bobby wanted us to ask you about a triple. Something yeah, about so a triple. he had this, like, tabletop downhill triple, whatever it was. First off. Do you double? Was it a triple or was it a tabletop? Tabletop triple. Okay. Okay. All thank right. you. We, it we, was amateur. It was amateurized. Yes. Okay. And, so it's uh, a double. Yeah, double. And if you wanted to go head on down the hill, you could triple. So it was a tabletop with an, another bump Step, after. Jump. Yeah. Right. after. Yeah. I mean, trust me. If it was a full blown, like if I came up short, I was gonna hurt myself. Nah, you won't see this Joker doing it. <laughs> yeah. I can tell you. So. Uh, He's like, dude, you're not jumping a triple. You're not jumping a triple. I'm like, why? Like, I don't need to do. I don't need Athletic to do anything. Athletic maturity, yeah, right, right there. So anyhow, like an idiot. Okay, <laughs> everything I tell people, hey, don't do it. Don't take the bait. Guess what I did? You hucked it. I, I hucked it. And then yeah, we're riding the Tigers home, and uh, getting like two or three hours down the road, 
like all of a sudden like my calves hurting and then it's just instantly i started getting mad at bobby and i'm like <laughs> yes. wait a minute i can't be mad at him but he did fuel the he, he fueled the flame for sure that's right Peer i'm gonna get him back though yeah i'm gonna wear him out in bass fishing he can't stand that he don't like to lose and I know he don't like to lose at fishing, and I'm going to wear him out next time we go. I like that plan. Last time we went fishing, I can tell you this, we tied. We can't have that. We tied. You know what? He didn't catch one, and I didn't catch oh. one. Man, that's ridiculous. He, he, that's he, you know what? He did that old trick. Oh, I got one. I got one. And then, so you're oh, saying, it got off. I'm like, man, you had a damn liar. limb. He hooked he a, a stick. Limb. He's picking up oh, stick yeah. bass. Yeah, he did. Stick he didn't bass. go out there and hang some stuff on the trot line or, like the day before. And, no. Oh, look what I reeled in, Ricky. I got I'm six a, fish. Yeah, hey, next time, I, I, and you know there ain't nothing worse than going wearing out a man at his own bass pond. That's right. Oh, that's oh, bad. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's right. That's now, what do you bad. fish with? Because remember, dude, Mal I'm just, dude, artifi artificial worms, bro. That's the way to Yamamoto, go. you name it. That's my, I'm a, I'm a red, Yamamoto. red, Yamamoto, Yamamoto, red or purple, dude. I'm, I'm, we yellow, don't, yellow any condition. You here. like yellow? See, no, I'm up a, here. Up here. I'm just saying up here. Pumpkin there's a, there's a couple of ponds with, well, that works good too. The yellow or the pumpkin seed. Are, are you a mono or braided <laughs> braid guy? Fishing, dude. I, I just know what catches the big fish on my lake out here. So it's uh, on his the biggest ones yeah. are yellow. On his lake. Off of yellow plastic oh, worms. Oh, so cool. You got Very a lake? Good. I got yeah. a lake. Hey, you got a lake, Ricky? Big, so, big time. You got hey. a lake, bro? He's got no, I, I live on a lake with about 20 other his, 20 man. other people but well, it's not it's my not even JH is like, oh yeah, that's that's my lake right there. <laughs> Come on, dude. I'm like, John's that, like, that's your lake, or you live on a lake? Look at the Battle of the Redheads. Up on, on There's lakes. a lot going on right Listen, here. Listen, you need to come, like you said, beat him on his own turf. You come up here and fish. Oh, and there his you want to you want to get in a man's then we'll, head? Then we'll you just wear him out on their own, own on their own. He spot. knows where to go, when to go, what to use, and if you beat and him. And then Ricky just rolls in there and upsets the balance. Yep. I like it. Just like that's a donation, right. son. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Push him out. Just like it. Go there, wear them out. Yeah, Ain't right on. You know, I think I told this can... story the last time we were on here. Going back, this is totally off subject. That's how it should be, off subject. But one of my favorite stories that. <laughs> what you beat me at like Etchikani or something? No, that me? was me. No, Hell you no. beat me. You lapped me twice in five laps. No, that was none of us ever beat you. No. I didn't lap you twice in five I laps. I swear, <laughs> you no. got me on the first lap because no. I think I. Come on, <laughs> seriously. The, <laughs> we started 30 seconds ahead. This is when you were in the B class. And I started, the A class took off first. True story. And you caught me before the I end of the first. It. You started 30 seconds last. Hey, Kyle, have you, been, have you been lapped by Ricky Carmichael at Loretta Lens? Yeah, hey, his hey. biggest goal was 96 to not get lapped. And what was it? Not, what 96? What year was it when, his, when your bars went down to the, to the tank? 96. Okay, so. That was 96. You, you no, he's talking about like they broke loose no, and hit the tank. But, yeah, they went down to the tank at Loretta's, but you yeah. did not lap him because sure, of that. That's I'm, the only reason you didn't lap him. I'm sure you remember racing Kyle he's in 96. <laughs> dude, that, do you remember that year? That was, uh, <laughs> was my home. chain came off, dude. Okay. I hit a rock, the chain came off, and I got my chain back on somehow. It was Ricky's like, out there rolling it backwards and stuff. Like little kids. I was, no, I, what I, were you I, gonna I say? never be, well. About racing, Ricky. I think you were on 80s. You're gonna embarrass was, me. No, I'm here. not. I don't hope not. But no, you can't. Shay me. was. Uh, it was you, you and Listen, Shea. dude. I know you guys up here in, in Atlanta area. Yeah. Y'all were. Y'all love you some Shay Bentley. I know that. No, listen. We were supposed to. And I didn't know. I didn't know Shay from Adam's house cat. I didn't know. But y'all, y'all take off and Shay pulled the whole shot at Itchconny. 
And I don't know if it was Kevin or something. This is how fired up you used to get and you wanted to win so bad. Like, he pulled the whole shot. And I, I swear, I think it was Kevin. I looked over and I was like, damn, Shay got the whole shot. And so whoever it was went, yeah, this isn't going to be good for Shay. <laughs> Oh, no. It was a furious this battle. Many oh, it was like, no, two, I mean it was just a great battle. Yeah, like I knew two what, corners later, bouncing up. I was like, oh yeah, and he's like, yeah. he had to hand him his stuff at, at his you home track. Like, it was dude, almost like, like, like were, oh, Ricky's not gonna like that. My parents would bring me up here, dude, and just, like, bring, we would just, they, we, we would ch- we would chase chase the competition down. I'm mean, like, I, inside of me, like, man, I hope. I hope Shay ain't there today, or I hope Robbie Horton ain't there today, because right. I just don't like. I'd wake up, like peek through the uh, shades of the motorhome, like looking, looking, like seeing <laughs> who's there. <and> like, <laughs> Shay just staring like, at. Oh us. man, this means I gotta ride my ass off today. Dude, you know? who said that? Was it Ezra Lust that said that about Mike Brown? The same thing. He hated. Like, who yeah, was yeah. Uh, Jeff Dement. That would have been his. Yeah, that have been for Ezra sure. been like his. No, but here. there was somebody that was the same said way. Said that was same like, thing. I'm like, dude, I just don't want to. Every oh, no. weekend. Emig used to, to say day. that about Denny Stevenson. Might have been Wyndham really? too. Wyndham said that. I don't. Dude, he I think had it was every, Wyndham. No, Wyndham had everybody. He covered. probably said that when he I looked know, out the window and Ricky was there. I think there's something to that. You're saying the same thing he said. Like it's okay every now and again, but like when your dad would just drag you all over the country, like, oh man, I got to race this guy. He's the best dude here. He's the best guy. Bogart here. Or that whatever. might have been Turpin. Bogey. Turpin talking about his dad dragging him all over the nation, just leave him in California. Right. He's 11 years old. Yeah, send him out in his van by himself at 11 years old. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> you know out. how to drive it. <laughs> Figure it out. Here's the keys. Have a yeah, yourself. exactly. That's how it went down. Well, so, it's good I, stop point. You want to shut it down? Yeah, I think, yeah, let's I call think it. it's time. Hit I got to roll. They're going to go watch movies. He's going to watch Weird Science. Yeah. We're going to get a report. Let your wife wash his truck. Hangover. We'll Perfect. watch Hangover. Yeah, we're going to head on back to Tallahassee. You got to right. drive all the way back. No, we're, we're flying somewhere out of here. We're, Charlie, Charlie Brown. Brown. Charlie Where are we Brown? flying out of, Curly? Fulton Industrial. Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown Airport. No, it's... Uh, let's claim it. There's one in Dallas right up the road from us, too, in my, my, my hometown. I'll... 278. If y'all need a ride, Paul Kevin. County Airport. Carroll. Carroll. Oh, okay. Out of the small yeah. field. That's that right near my small field. Yeah, we get, we're supposed to leave at 8, but we ain't making it But you got screwed over by these people. Dang That's okay. Yeah. That's crazy. That's okay, though. Well, dude, so, you know, I mean us. We're, we're bringing the cameras and the XRs down Yes, here. please do that. We, we will yeah. when, when it's you all. Would oh, get I on can't a, ride the XR, though. Well, we no. will. No, oh, we will, and, we'll oh, be, and you oh, make oh, fun okay. of us. And, and you'll be behind us laughing and saying, you idiots look so dumb. Well, we, you gotta do we something. Got some, dumb. We can, we can. Oh, we oh don't even worry we'll, about that. Like, we got that. Handled. We'll duct tape Triumph stickers all over. Yeah. We'll no, get, we won't. We we'll get. A but what we will do is go watch. Check us out, Ricky. Look at this air we're getting. <laughs> and you'll be like, you guys are idiots. That's how it'll go down. Because you know we can record on the Cardos, right? That's yeah. Right. That's what we want to do. Talk yep. Edge. Yeah, you can record on. You can record our conversation. So that's, we got some great uh, recorded conversations on our summer adventure oh, and fall killing. friends ride that no one will ever hear. <laughs> yeah, they don't need to hear everything, no, do they? No. Some of that stuff is. I, no, they shouldn't hear any conversation when I'm not on a mic. You don't need to hear pretty much no. everything <laughs> I say. That's pretty much. It'll uh, cause a little issues well, here. That's and there. what we talk about with the show. Like the funny stuff is. <laughs> Before Not 30 minutes oh, yeah. after. For sure. you, you've done it with Ryan Villo, too. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Ricky, get out of here, man. We'll All let right. you back out of here. See you guys. Right. Thanks Go for Carrollton. having me on. Good luck winners with the project. Y'all. Yeah, winners Appreciate take you, y'all. Good luck you with your project. I'll let you have another sticker. Junior's got my name on it. has got yeah. his name on yeah, it. Yeah, we forgot to talk about how. See you, brother. Bye, man.
Appreciate you, hey, man. Hey, thanks, fun. dude. It was awesome. There you go. Good to see you. How Kevin was hoarding stickers from Ricky. I gave Kevin's like, two. I only got 68,000 left. We don't want to get rid of them all and at I once. I licked my fingers on it. Yeah. There's one for There's you. There's one, now son. You want one for your now dad. You come back tomorrow. I don't Jenny, mind one a day. Jenny Carmichael wants yeah, one too. Yeah. Ricky asks Kevin for a sticker, and he's like, <sighs> God, dude, yeah. this guy's so needy. He's always wanting <laughs> stickers, man. And then he flipped through to make sure he gave him one with his name on it.